Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny is right around the corner. First, I got to tell you something about our buddy Doug Benson. He loves movies so much, he made a podcast about it. Now hear all of Doug Loves Movies on Stitcher Premium. Plus hear bonus episodes and the Benson interruption completely ad-free. Now that is over 1,000 hours of Doug Benson podcasts for just $4.99 a month or $34.99 a year! Exclamation point. Start listening now with a one-month trial uh, on Stitcher Premium. That's a free trial. Go to stitcherpremium.com slash Doug. Use the promo code PARDO, P-A-R-D-O, at checkout to get your free month. That is stitcherpremium.com slash Doug. Use the promo code PARDO. Now, get ready. Here comes Never Not Funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. We welcome you in and then show you the door. My ears are burning, you effing C. This is our country has been invaded cyberly. Old man Pardo wants to use the tweet box. Unleash the beast. Pardo, baby. That's the money. That's the future. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome to the program, episode 2025. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. End of the season already. Well, that's weird. I'm Daffy Duck. (laughs) That was weird. I've never done that noise in my life. And I've even tried to do a duck impression in the past. For not Oliver? a good impression. For Oliver. I try, I, I try to do one on stage, believe it or not. <laughs> Remember I used to do that? I, maybe I still do it from time to time where yeah. it's like, uh, uh, here's the dealio. <laughs> oh, that's a horrible impression of a gun. That, that's not even a gun. That's not, that's not even a good duck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then uh, uh, that, that's not a good – and remember them? Guns and – Guns and ducks. Ducks and ducks. <laughs> they're, they're, they're ducks. They're making a big reunion. So. <laughs> right. Uh, you can get that on uh, Spread Satura. It's available over there at AST Records. Uh, what was my point? Did I have one? That the season's winding up and uh, we kind of snuck up on us. So uh, I guess we should say people can, uh, if you if you want to rejoin the Players Club, if you're a video person, you like to watch the video of the show, or if you like the extra episode every week, uh, you can do that at NeverNotFunny.com. Just log in and uh, you can purchase. And there's, there's, season, season starts what next week? The week after? When does that start? Uh, we're taking a week off uh, from that. From that, but there were there because of our weird schedule. There's like three more players clubs to go in this season. So the, in the next week, there will be three more players clubs. No earwolf episode next week, and then we'll none be, at all. There's not going to even be like a. Well, that was something we were supposed to talk about. Probably off the air. <laughs> off the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to make a snap decision right now about it, go ahead. I feel like we should put something in there. We could, we could put out another... We'll uh, figure it out. ...something, but... We'll figure it out. Any, in any event, the next season starts, what is that, um, it's the 9th of August, I believe? Okay. Is, that a, is that a Wednesday? Yeah. We're recording... Uh, the next Earwolf episode records on the 7th. Okay. So they don't come out of the night. This really feels like it should have been on. As I as I said, it snuck up on us. <laughs> Literally, we still don't know what we're talking about. We don't. Right we, all right. Well, listen. Welcome to this program. That's the bottom line. What do you want, Cartel? Oh, <laughs> hey, are you watching Ozark? No, but I've seen oh, the posters. Are good. You watching Ozark? Who's watching Ozark? Ryan just started it, and he was telling me it's good. I want. I didn't want it to be good because, like everything, I don't need another show in my life. Right. Are you watching Ozark, Garen? No, I, I was going to watch it. 
Um, but then I was going to make an Arrested Development season five or six joke, and I figured everyone else in the world had already done it. No, I'm not watching it. <laughs> you, you may also want to Google the word joke. That, yeah. may, that may play. I was going to say the new Arrested Development season is really dark. Oh, that would be funny. You should have but, said that. I, well, I got I, gun I shy because I, of my Scaramucci joke. What happened to your Scaramucci? He actually, did balloons come down from your ceiling because you were the one millionth person to make that joke? <laughs> Maybe. I was so proud of that. Can I, I tell you something? It. You know who the first person I saw make that joke was? My mother. Oh, wow. Oh. I saw my mom make that joke, and I was like, Hey, that's a pretty good joke. And yeah. then an hour later, I saw that everybody had it. But yeah. uh, for an hour, I was like, yeah, that's a good joke. For my mom, she's not a comedy. It is a good joke. It just so happens that a lot of people thought of it. Yeah. So uh, so I had to follow up. So did I, you get hit, hit around on the internet a little bit? No. Because someone tagged you and said, it's a nice piece of business. And I'm like, uh-oh. Because I thought maybe you had made it and I didn't see it. Mm-mm. So then I searched it and I saw that... Everybody else it? had done it. Have so you I followed that? up. Have you speaking of that? Did you guys do? Have you done that thing with Siri? What? what? Where you say, if you say into Siri, uh, "I see a little silhouette of a man." Have you done this? No. Let's do it right now. All right. All right. This is Garen. Did I interrupt you? I'm sorry if I did. No, I was just going to say that I followed up with a secondary joke that I liked. How many? What's your secondary joke? That myself and dozens of other people with a with a star are wondering the same thing, <laughs> and then a couple spaces, and then a star, hundreds, and then a star, and then a couple more spaces, and probably a lot more than that. Will it upset you to know that my mother also made that joke? <laughs> Probably would. All right, here we go. You ready? More this? of a reader than a speaker, by the way. <laughs> it's, it Boy, you're not kidding. It's visual. I don't even know what he said. I just, I just wanted it to end so I could do my mom joke and move on. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. This is uh, just discovered this yesterday. Somebody pointed right. this out to me. Wait, what? Hold down the. What did I do wrong? I don't know. Just hold I don't, down. You know what? I don't have the volume on. Okay, hang on. Hang on. Attention. What the hell? building yes i see a little silhouette of a man turn it up <laughs> thunderbolt and lightning very very frightening me galileo 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 figaro magnifico i'm just a poor assistant nobody loves me it's just a poor assistant from a poor family spirit its life from this monstrosity easy come easy go will you let me go bismillah no we will not let you go let it go bismillah we will not let you go let it go bismillah we will not let you go let me go will not let you go let me go never never let you go never let me go oh no 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 that's so weird. Oh, my God. Is that crazy? I cannot believe how long that went on. It's like I, I got what that was going to do it, but then I, uh, it's just doing the whole, the basic, almost the rest of the song. I like that she uh, makes it about herself. Yeah, the yeah. assistant. The assistant? Yeah. That's kind of funny. But isn't that crazy? Like, that is, is crazy. Is there another? There's a lot of those little things, yeah. Are, do they do it? Does she do it for other song lyrics? or? Other? I don't know about that, but when the Lego Batman movie came out, because Siri is, it plays Batman's computer in the Lego Batman movie. They put a bunch of uh-huh. Lego Batman, uh, like, because um, in, in the movie, he calls her Pewter. So he just goes, hey, Pewter. You have a message from the condiment king. It says P-B-B-B-F-F-F-T-T-T-T. <laughs> so the condiment king is a villain. Yeah. And he squirts things on you. <laughs> so that's the joke there. <laughs> you can tell her to sing a song. Uh, you can? What could I do? All right, hang on. Oh. Just say sing uh, a song. Hey, Siri, can you sing a song? Okay, if you insist. I could while away the hours, conferring with the flowers, consulting with the rain. 
if I only had a brain. And my head I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a... Hey, wait a second. <laughs> That's Siri. She's got a good sense of humor as well, doesn't she? Yeah. But I'll, let's say this, a horrible singing voice. Not great. Not great. I mean, she's really uh, talk singing that. I mean, she really is not the, a good vocalist in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that seri- I thought it was very strange. Like the, the, the little secret. Where did you find out about that? Somebody posted on uh, Facebook over there on the Facebook. Hmm. Uh, on the, uh, you know, they said I just uh, I just saw this. Do it. You won't regret it. And uh, I kind of regret it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would I would like have appreciated sp- if it was shorter. Like you know, I go the other way. The only thing the reason I kind of liked it is that it didn't just end. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, it's just uh, her picking up the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, there we go. Anyway, this Oxnard. That's not the name of it. Uh, Ozarks, Ozark. which, by the way, my grandparents used to go to the Ozarks all the time. They used to go down really? to the, uh, I think that's where Our Lady of the Snows is, is, is say, now, church. Is that, uh, the Ozarks, or it's a, is it about billies? Is that show about billies? you got some billies involved, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then uh, Bateman, and you know what, here's the thing about Bateman in this. You know how Bateman can, a lot of times, he's just uh, uh, Bateman? Yeah. You know, with the, with the mm, wink of the... Mm, kind of our, yeah, snarky. Little wink of a smile, you yeah. know, which I love, by the way. Yeah, I, he's great. I, I enjoy him. He's not that in this. He is, oh, wow. Every now and then it shows up, right. but he's, show, he's showing his other mm-hmm. ability, and he, and it's great. He's cool. great. I, we're oh, really right. enjoying it. We've watched uh, about 10 minutes of the first one so far. <laughs> and uh, How many are there, 10? I think there's 10. Might even Might even only be eight. I don't know how much more I can take of television. But it it so reminds you a little bit of Justified. There's some, Ooh, well, there's okay. some Justified well, vibe to it. It's a good way to get me into it. Um, but it's good. Okay. It's really, really good. We're enjoying it. And then you know what? We're, we're not caught up yet, we, which is this Ozark screws this up. Uh, Nashville. We are, uh, we're several more into Nashville. I, I can't even imagine what I would have to do to catch up on Nashville right now. Yeah, I, would start. Have, I would have to stop my whole life and just watch it all day, every day. Yeah, it's, uh, as I said last week, it is the combo of cringeworthy and then you're crying it's mm. fascinating yeah. the music gets better too yeah, yeah. Mm. i'll agree with that yeah, the first the first couple they were a little light uh with the new producers or whatever but right but now now i think it's pretty good i think they're they're kind of expanding out and doing some different things and that part's yeah there's back. one storyline that i will not give away that can end anytime you <laughs> want to does it involve crying well the, uh, does it well i mean one character cry, which one are you thinking of I'm, I'm talking about Daphne again. It's still that oh, that, okay. that storyline can. That doesn't seem like a spoiler. I mean, of all the characters, like the one I don't really need to follow. And and you don't need to follow this one. This is a. Oh, it sounds like Elliot liked it. Well, here's wait, is the thing. Daphne the older daughter? No, younger daughter. The younger daughter. Okay, yeah, that's... they got to give her something to do, and that's... she's turning thirteen or whatever. Right. So it's time that she ends up oh, doing yeah. inappropriate things oh, with people. Boy. I think it's interesting that just like probably in real life, those two sisters mm. are one. One's becoming a star, and one's kind of being forgotten. Yeah, and even and in real life, that younger one's being forgotten. <laughs> Maybe and this one because like the right. older ones on the poster now and everything like it's. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, because who else? I mean, you know, it's either Chip uh, Esten. Esten, yeah, would be the would be the person, or her, or Juliet Barnes. Yeah, I think those are the three on the poster. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, that makes sense core. in the absence of Connie Britton to like sort of skew younger and be like, well, here's the next big thing. Like, let's, you know, in the never ending quest for to make everything younger in Hollywood, mm-hmm. that would be like if they can turn her into a star and get people get audiences excited about. They've already got Maddie. Maddie's the young star. Is that what you mean? You're that's what about I mean. Her? Yeah. yeah. My apologies. Yeah, but that, but that's weird because. I mean, I guess people, I'm sure people think she's great and like her music and stuff. Maddie? Yeah. But but also the actual actress. 
but it's still not the same as having <laughs> Connie Britton. You know what I mean? It's well, well you got to have an F story, so you got to add as many stories as you possibly can. That's... What does that mean? Fox story? Oh boy! Is that what that means? We have a screenwriter coming in here today. Don't throw around F story like, you, like you're also in the business. <laughs> this guy, we had an Emmy Award winning writer right. coming in here today. Well, I should get it out now. Who understands? He's coming into one of the uh, his words, not mine. The uh, Mount Rushmore of podcasting. Wow! That's wow! Nice of him. That may not be what he said. <laughs> oh, that's what he said. He said I was very flattered. That's nice. Very flattered. He gets it. My point is, he gets it. Okay, mm-hmm. so I, I'll just get this out now. Yeah, get it out. You got any more terms you want to use? Want to use? Uh, uh, I don't know. Third act. First draft or final draft? <laughs> what? Do you... Soto voce. <laughs> so you mean? I told you about my old neighbor who used to be friends with uh, Jonathan Winters, right? Uh, yes. And he would say to you, you know, one time, you know, what I would do is I would sit off to the side of the stage at the comedy store and I would, I would feed John Lyons soda voce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so you're saying the genius improviser. Right. John of the Winters was relying on you, which, which by the way, if that, I, I'm shitting on that, but if that's the case, we, everybody does. I, you know, I, you know, on my pilot, I did jokes. People wrote for me. I mean, that's what happens. But know? also, I mean. He could if that guy wasn't there, he would have done it. Someone in the audience would have right. given him but, something. But that this guy was doing with. it off to the side. <laughs> sort of okay. <laughs> uh huh. That was when my dad. I know I said this at some point where my dad was staying with me, and I was uh, being uh, held hostage by this gentleman. And uh, my dad just like I was like oh, in my head. Oh, good. Here comes my dad. That'll save me. And my dad just kept walking. <laughs> and I said to him, "Like, what are you doing?" He goes, "I wasn't getting sucked into that." <laughs> oh, nice. He was a he was a he and his wife were very nice people. They were very. I, by the way, I, I say were because I'm assuming they've passed away. They mm-hmm. were very very old and they were wonderful. They were old Hollywood, even though they were living in an apartment in North Hollywood. They were mm-hmm. like these old, almost like the Ropers in a way. Like, but they but with class, if that makes sense. Like yeah. she walked around in kind of the Mrs. Roper garb and. Uh, he dressed like Captain Steubing. I mean, they were. <laughs> oh, boy. They would kind of hold. And they basically would hold courts, like out in the courtyard. Steubing's getting a lot of play. He better watch oh, his back. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. Oh, no. Is McLeod still alive? Is Gavin McLeod still alive, Garen? Hang on. I'll ask Siri. That seems to. She's just getting the ball today. <laughs> Don't wish to start love singing the love boat theme. <laughs> the love boat. Is Soon. Gavin McLeod still alive? Gavin McLeod is still alive, as far as I know. Okay. What the that hell? doesn't sound actually totally sure. He's alive. Is it? Okay. Garen confirms what the robot says. That's a weird answer. Hang on. Let's try this one. Ready? Love, exciting and new. God, then go fuck yourself. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Like, I thought when you said, is Gavin McLeod still alive? She would be like, here are some, like, usually mine just goes to like, here's a Wikipedia page for you. Like, yeah. they don't answer the question. That's weird that she actually answered. Hey, what's the deal? This is me. I admit I'm being the dumbest man alive. Airline peanuts? What's the deal with those? <laughs> Why do they make them? So- All right. The, uh, that, is, it a, is it an IBM thing, that talking robot thing? Oh, the thing that rolled, like, it rolled into the fountain and killed itself? Is that what you're talking about? There's like these security bots somewhere and people were posting. No, it's like it's yeah. a commercial or something. Like deep, like, deep blue. Are you talking about Watson? Watson. What's Watson. the story with Watson? Oh, that's an it's like an AI that IBM developed. Is it real? Like, yeah. Or is it like just for uh, is it like is, I mean, is Watson like 
a representative of employees, or is it really no, no, a it's, thing? It's really a thing. I don't. Okay. I don't know Isn't that, that there's the thing that competed on Jeopardy. Didn't Watson compete on Jeopardy? Oh, it did. Okay, never mind. Well, I get confused between Deep Blue and Watson. Yeah. I, I don't know if I think they're one, related or what. I feel like, and I might be wrong, but I feel like one is the antecedent of the other. Well, Deep Blue was like in the '90s. That was the computer that beat Gary Kasparov. And um, was that sent him into a tailspin that he still hasn't recovered from. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but I follow him on Twitter and I, I enjoy do too. it. I do too, but he's still talking about that on Twitter. Did you see what he did, what he tweeted out today? No. Uh, Rook left. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. This changes everything. Yeah. So he might be onto something. I don't even is that a is that a chest phrase? R- rook left I just thought that the rook not. just left just left the, oh, left. the room. No, yeah. uh no, I was a direction. What would you say? Rook to Rook to King Two or something. Yeah, yeah I don't Queen know. Queen's Rook to King Two, perhaps. I was so I was already four steps ahead that I didn't think about what <laughs> step had to be number two. I never knew I, I don't know how to how those You're not good at chess? I'm not good at chess, nor do I know the lingo for, like, the way people say this number two, whatever. I never know what that means. That, that, like how they write it in the newspaper. You know how they have, like, yeah. chess games in the newspaper, or they used to? I don't think newspapers exist anymore. But what if Zoe came to you tomorrow and said, Dad, I want to I learn how to play chess and play chess? I'd be like, great. Let me find someone to teach let's, you. Let's, let's see if there's a club at school for yeah. you. Because, like, my dad taught me how to play, and then we played a little bit, but I never... Like it never got beyond the like very basic. Like I never knew what I was doing strategically. Right. I just knew I understood the rules, but I didn't understand the strategy, and I never got past the very the first stage of chess, which is, can I do this? Yes, I can. Okay, and then you know whatever happens, happens. It. Uh, Oliver took a class. He took you know camp. He enjoyed it. Chess yeah. camp. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and then he would proceed to kick my ass on a regular basis mm-hmm. because I'm just like you. I, I right. My brain. I remember I was at a girlfriend's house once. This back when I uh, the mid '80s. Uh, and her whole family was in. Maybe I talked about this once early on in this thing. Uh, her whole family was into chess, mm-hmm. so I walked in. They're playing chess. <laughs> what the shit is going on? I would have just turned around and left. I should have because then nope. they said, "Hey, why don't you, why don't you play them?" So my Ooh. girlfriend is playing me in chess, and because they play chess, and I may may have seen a chessboard once. <laughs> right. She's killing me, and her stepfather is going just. Him, <laughs> finish him. Why are you playing what? with it? That's so good. And, 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 and so she was trying to take it easy on you because she probably felt bad. She's, this she's guy's trying, a dunce. He doesn't know how the first thing about and, and it's like, and then I don't know. Like, like today, I would go, hey, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't play the game. But then I was so like, well, that's the stepfather. Yeah, I, and I'm in their home. I have to be respectful. I'm a young man. Right. You know, I probably was uh, 18 years old. Nine, he wasn't 17. even saying it a little bit for humor. Not, was, not at all for humor. He was like mad at her for I like. I think they hated the stepfather too, though. Oh, I think okay. it was one of those. Well, it sounds like he hated you. So. Oh, jeez. I think, he, and I also think it was the stepfather who, if I'm not mistaken, may have been 10 to 15 years younger than the mother. Mm-hmm. So, like, he ends up being only like six years older than oh, weird the kid. Right, like one right. of those weirdo things. Yeah. So, I, so basically, yeah, it's me. It's a 17 year old girl and an 8 year old boy and a. 29 year old right. finish him right so like in another situation you would have just been like hey fuck off buddy like yeah you, you i don't know. even but i i don't think i talked like that back then right but i don't talk that way now <laughs> but like I hate outside of that family structure he he didn't or he didn't deserve your respect or anything i all. don't think so yeah i don't know but i still had respect because you know you go to their home and it's like mm. you know oh you're where you're taking her tonight and you know, I'm taking her place she's never seen before, sir. That's what I said to her. Hmm. I never had sex with that girl, in case you're curious. I wasn't, wasn't, so wasn't asking. <laughs> <laughs> no one was thinking that or wondering. I think everybody was. No. Because I, I brought up the thing about the stepfather. Like, what are you going to do? You didn't go rook to post two? <laughs> <laughs> 
I went cocktopus too. Yeah. The, well, the, you saw cocktopus, right? <laughs> oh sure. God, that should be a thing. That was on Discovery last night. <laughs> Did anybody watch that? I know we chattered about it. Darren said he message. started it. You're talking about the Phelps versus Sharks. We Shark. watched the whole hour, my family Holy and I. Holy shit. Sounds boring. I'm going to quote. My, my mother's getting a lot of play today. <laughs> she is. Here's my mother's, she the uh, guest? Here's my mother's tweet. Or not tweet. Tweet's a strong word. Text. <laughs> tweet's, not a, tweet's not a strong word. It's the wrong word. Yeah. Tweet's the wrong word. Uh, Grease is the word, obviously. I said, yeah, that's fair. I said hey, what did you end up, th- what did you think of that uh, Shark Phelps show? And then her first response was boring. <laughs> and I wrote, yeah, if they, re- if they promoted it differently, I may have enjoyed it. But to say it's a man racing a shark, well, dot, 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 you better have a man racing a shark. <laughs> Wait, he didn't even race the shark? They, it basically, here's the thing. If they had promoted it, like, we're going to find out how fast a a shark can actually swim between point A and point B and see how that compares with a man. Yeah. You'd go, oh, that does sound interesting. In the middle of Shark Week, right. hey, that does sound interesting. That's what they do. They, they're, they're, it's educational. It's not all about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, uh, it's not all hype. But they hyped it up where we're going to have Phelps is going to race a shark. Well, yeah. they ended up, they timed a shark, and then they t- then then they had Phelps get in the water against two CGI, against a CGI great white to see who would win. Yeah. And by the end of that, it was like, you know, what? so then my mom said, um, I thought it was just researching that miles per hour sharks can go and using Phelps helped pay for it. Waste of time. Yeah. Wow. A very strong uh, statement. Waste of time. No, Ken, Ken, is it Levine or Levine? Levine. It's Levine. Oh, Are wow. we all, who had Levine in the pool? Anybody? Not me. I think you won that. I said, I said Levine. You, yeah. made, you made me, if I may, made me look the fool and said <laughs> it's probably Levine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I thought that even. I just... Uh... I took a strong uh, choice and went with it. Ken brought notes. That concerns me. He walked in with some paperwork. <laughs> He's a writer. Can no, do- those are just the instructions on how to get here. <laughs> All right. Well, then you're here. Put him and shred him now. Guarantee there's a way and shred him. <laughs> do we have a shredder on site? That's we, not the we way We do not, no. We don't need one, right? Maybe across the hall they would have one. We could borrow it. Darren, go next door and ask if we use it. I'm not kidding. Go next door and ask if we use the shredder. Ken, can we shred those papers? Go ahead. Yeah. Darren, let's see. I've been driving around for two days looking for this place. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. They're not very clear then, huh? Jeez. Uh, Ken Levine just walked in. We're lucky to have him. He's taking time away from uh, probably staring at his Emmy. and um, <laughs> Polishing yeah, it. The door. Yeah, leave yeah. The, Ken, kick that door open so I can see what's happening over there. So this is happening. You're making this poor skeezix actually do this? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. What did you say it's called a skeezix? Yeah. No? No shredder? No shredder? shredder. They keep their talent. Yeah, I guess they don't have anything to shred. All, all, all their work is gold over there. Boy, oh, boy. They, don't, they make no mistakes, huh? You can take it home with you. I'll autograph it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I should have brought your book, now that I think about that. Yeah. What a dumb Yeah, you'd was. shred that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I read. No, listen, we'll talk about it when you come over to the big table, Ken. This is just the the hello. How are you? Uh, Ken's got a, a book that I just saw on the shelf one day, mm-hmm. and it's. Uh, I hope I get the title right. It's gone. No, wait a minute. Is that the title? Yeah. And it was. A, it's a book about Ken's uh, life of, uh, from uh, screenwriting into becoming a major league uh, uh, announcer, play by play guy. Wow. Which we will talk about at length because yes. I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. But I just saw the book uh, on the shelf and thought that looks really interesting mm-hmm. and loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Here we are years later. You're welcome on my show, sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. And this all happened because of Twitter. Is that right? Somebody on Twitter said, uh, I'd love to hear Ken Levine on Jimmy Parnas' podcast. Ken said, would love to do it. We messaged. Here we are. Love it. What do you think about that? It's great. It's magic. 
The magic of the internet. It's like when I badmouthed uh, Ted Nugent on the Bob and Tom radio show, and a guy uh, tweeted out, uh, "I've informed Ted of your." <laughs> really? <laughs> Who said? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. And, and, and it's made Ted and I better friends. Forget. It. <laughs> I get to go. Hunt, I go hunting. I go big sure. game hunting with Ted. Yep. Sure. The Nuge. Must be awkward though when you. He does. Does he know that you love his politics, but you can't stand his guitar work? <laughs> yes, that, he's very comfortable with that. <laughs> oh, he's okay with yeah. that. Oh, I thought that would hurt his feelings. No, it doesn't at all. Okay. No, he likes having a friend that isn't there uh, for musical reasons. All right. So he set your pets on fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He shot. He shoots a, an arrow at my uh, kitty cat, <laughs> and uh, then sings about it. I'm allergic to cats. I picked the one thing I can't have in my home. Well, that's why he shot a flaming arrow at it. So I think he's doing you a favor. I thank Uncle Ted for that. Yeah. All right, Ken Levine is here. We're thrilled that he's joining us. Now, wait, Ken, hang tight. We're still doing the top of the show. Okay, uh, Gary, we were talking about the Phelps shark thing, and you had to go out and get Ken. Uh, my mom called it boring and waste of time. Your reviews. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I if I mean anybody who's interested and attracted to Michael Phelps would probably love it. Since they analyze him head to toe, oh. but hmm. I, I just I knew in advance it wasn't real. I you mean, knew that in advance. Well, yeah, because Twitter. I did not know that. In yeah, advance. Twitter had spoiled that. They and, also spoiled that halfway through, or uh, not halfway through, like right before the race. Uh, they on the bottom put uh, uh, hashtag rematch. Uh, like, what the? Why would that happen hmm. now? Why? I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but like, why couldn't they have? A big glass divider with a shark, a shark on one. Because a shark wouldn't know it's, it's racing. A shark wouldn't know that. But, but you put some chum at the other end, and uh, he'll go get it. And then you... Uh... They sh- you know, they kind of explained why they couldn't do that. But yeah. at that point, we were all glazed over. <laughs> because it was like... And again, yeah. if they had told us, we're going to teach you about sharks and the way that they swim and how fast they go, you might go, that'll be interesting. I'll watch that. How about you take all the teeth out of a shark's mouth, and then you throw <laughs> you throw Phelps in the ocean with it, and then he races it. And if, he, if it attacks him, no big deal, because he doesn't have teeth. Yeah, I'm in. I'm not going to fight you on that. So, like, Phelps starts, and then you the, the, see if the shark can catch him. Kind of like the, the race that you do once a year, where the car is Oh, yeah, where the you. car chases me. Yeah. I enjoy that. Like the, I always think I'm, doing, I'm in the prisoner when that's uh, I'm doing that race. I imagine it's the shark. I love it. Ooh. I'm in. No, you don't like it. No, no, no. I'm, <laughs> but I'm, it's a toothless shark. Just a shark. Yeah. Well, I just wondered why they didn't have, like, an animatronic shark. So they could have, they could still have them in the tank. It wouldn't be a real shark. Right. The, the animatronic shark would be, like, on a like on an arm with a giant... Because that would look ridiculous. Well, you, then, but, then, but then you would get what you wanted. But though. you have you would, CGI. You, it, they, but, he, but he isn't. He would still feel the sharkness of it next to him. And I don't scared. disagree. I hear what you're saying. I was going to say, like, isn't technology advanced enough where you could build a like? I know when they shot Jaws, that was a mess. Like they could oh, yeah. barely use that thing. But now they maybe could make a good shark robot. Well, the the, the MythBusters did something along those lines when they did some of their uh, shark myth busting, probably for Shark Week. They made a shark that could. I'm listening. I know it seems like I'm shifting you. I'm not. I'm literally listening. <laughs> I'm barely just grabbing I'm the words li- I'm like li- I'm a cliffhanger. I'm, I'm listening to every word you said. And this, my mom get my mom's getting a lot of play again today. <laughs> this infuriates my mom too, where I just sit and listen. And you're just listening, and, every, and, and everybody's like, what, what, "What's your problem? Why aren't you? Why aren't you interrupting me? Why are you being a dick?" Because everything in your head is right on your face. Everybody knows that you were bored to death. I wasn't bored. Was right? He's giving no, us no. information that helps. You were us. about God, to no. douse yourself with gasoline and light a match. It's all. It was all in your face. What, is here Here's what it is, Jimmy. You have icing resting face. <laughs> I guess I kind of do it. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Uh, all right, Ken Levine is here. Uh, Ken, did you watch the shark thing last night, the uh, Phelps uh, shark uh, race? No, 
I went to the Sondheim concert at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, Jesus. Why, why wasn't I there? Uh, that sounds yeah. awesome. Wait, so walk us through that. Uh, so the, the orchestra, were there vocalists as well? Yeah, there were great vocalists. Uh, Vanessa Williams, wow. uh, who wow. still looked pretty great, even from where I was sitting. <laughs> she is and, a former uh, Miss America. She yeah, can- yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of Sondheim music, and I was the only straight guy in the Hollywood Bowl. But, uh, I yeah, should have it was, gone great, so it could have been it was great show. Yeah. Uh, what did they do? They a little Sweeney Todd? They did, they did a little Sweeney Todd. Yeah, they did Company. They did Into the Woods. They did all your favorites. Jeez, yeah. I would, uh, yeah. Why the hell were my wife and I, why weren't we there? Did, it sounds like you didn't even know it was happening. Oh, you know, A, I didn't know it was happening, which is weird because, mm-hmm. you know, that usually that's right on my uh, my straight gator. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but we went to MST3K. Oh, why right. Why did I never say this? MST3K. Right. Oh, I did? MST3K. Right, we you went, went to the live show. We went to the live show. Yeah. And uh, Ken, give me two seconds so I can tell this story. Okay. It's fun. It's your show. <laughs> yeah, but I, you, you, you got here on time, and I'm making you wait, and I feel horrible. Uh, we went to see the uh, we went to the 5 p.m. show, but uh, Jonah was kind enough to uh, get Oliver and, and Danielle and I into the meet and greet. Oh, wow. Uh, so Oliver got to meet Joel and Jonah mm-hmm. and uh, the puppeteers and the uh, awesome. and the puppets. And, yeah. Uh, he, got, he got his picture taken with him, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And then Joel, uh, he didn't know I was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver asked a question in the Q&A. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, got a big laugh with this question. <laughs> and then Joel said, hey, Oliver, you seem like a lot of fun. Do you, do you want to help us out with a sketch later? Oh. So Oliver got to go on stage oh my God. and help out in a sketch. That's awesome. And it was, it was awesome. He had to act uh, frightened when uh, a, uh, nobody could uh, uh, – uh, what the F? When a woman's coming on to you and you, and you, Hit on you give or? in. Nobody can resist. Sort of something for. I only hashtag it four thousand yeah, times a day. You know say. that thing we're, we've all been doing for seven months. I, I forget without the word, without the hashtag in front of it. I forgot the word. Nobody can resist her. You know uh, uh, the sirens call. Right. Okay. And with because she had snakes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So then I uh, put the snakes on Oliver. He had to react, <laughs> and then he reacted, and then ran down the stage and ran up the aisle out of the theater. Awesome. Oh, nice. And it was great. And so it was, and then afterwards, everybody's like, and then Weird Al was there. Mm-hmm. And so Oliver, of course, loves Weird My son's nine, Ken. Okay. Oliver loves Weird Al. So he got to meet Weird Al, which, you know, he's never met Al before. So he gets to meet Al. And then, uh, that was before the show he met Al. Then after the show, Al, saw, of course, saw Oliver and comes up and he goes, that was so great. You were so funny. Oh my God. So imagine you're a nine-year-old kid. This guy is, whose videos you're obsessed over yeah. tells you you're funny. Are you kidding me? Insane. Yeah. It was the greatest. Yeah. It was the greatest. And I thank Jonah Ray. I, I thanked him on Twitter. I'll thank him on this show, too. Yeah. Really made a nine-year-old kid, made his day. And That's then awesome. it was It was so great to see. Yeah. That said, this kid's fucking spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> this kid should just go to a show like anybody else. But you know what? Don't don't fight it. Just ride it, man. This is your meal ticket. That's what I said to Phelps. This is don't your fight it. Ride it. Get on that shark. <laughs> that's right. Let's shiver jaw this yeah. mother effort. Uh, that, right. He's my meal ticket. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that's your retirement fund right there, buddy. You gotta get him. <laughs> but then so I go, it. So do you want to do more stuff like that? No, that was one time fun. Oh, oh damn it! Say yes. Make me money. I <laughs> can't. Right, do- what? Maybe he'll become a doctor. Great. Do something. Yeah. Right. Time's done here. <laughs> right? Levine slumming it for Christ's sake. Talking about Levine? I'm talking about Levine. <laughs> Why'd you get it wrong that one? It was weird. You said it right 50 times. Because I'm not smart. <laughs> I'm rattled. All right. Uh, Ken Levine is ever lucky. He's taking a what time away from uh, probably uh, dusting off as many scripts. Uh, thrilled that he's here. Uh, we'll take a break. Uh, spooky. Oh, God. What's going on in here? Are we being possessed? Spooky. 
it's the ghost mattress of past. Nope, none of those words work. None of those words. It's the ghost of mattresses past. It's the ghost of mattresses past. Yeah. Does that sound right? Yeah. What did I say? I just said ghost the, of mattress past. No, I didn't the, even say that. No, I think you did. That. You know what? You shouldn't have second guess it. You were fine. I, I'm not happy you were, with You that. were within the realm of understandable English. Well, the bottom line is this is not a ghost mattress. We're talking, of course, about Casper mattress. That's right. Now, Casper has two things that I like about it. Matt, refresh my memory what the two things are that I like. Well, it's got just the right cereal and just the right eggs. What happened? Nope. No? <laughs> nope. It just got just the right... Uh, Oh, it's got just the right shower and just no, the right boy, gel. Boy, this bitch stinks. Yeah, I regret it immediately. <laughs> the examples have to be funny, Matt. <laughs> you can't just say random things. <laughs> it's got just the right sink and just the right bounce. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Well, oh, there's the two funny ones. <laughs> no. Not funny. It's just true. Those are the real ones. Well, it, it's, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. Uh, now, real customers have said this, believe it or not. Uh, it's like sleeping on a brioche. And like the tinkling of baby laughter in the moonlight. Now, you know, we have to come up with our own because you get mad every time you read those you two very, examples. Well, you, you seem on the ball. You seem. Uh, yeah. Here's let's get these juices flowing. Here we go. Uh, hey, Casper Mattress. It's uh, it's like a moon landing for your sleep. Anything? Nope. That's no, not comfortable. Doesn't work. I don't think the moon landing was uh, was oh, smooth. smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> really? You set it right down. Did you see that thing? I think it was Neil Armstrong or whoever said that uh, who took who was on the ship? Oh, I forget his name. Or who was number two? Or who took the picture of Neil Armstrong? No, well, that that picture Buzz Aldrin tweeted the picture that Neil Armstrong took of him. That's right. And what did he say? He said he just told me to look at him and wave or something. Yeah, he said like this was like a yeah. He just said hey, turn around, and then he turned around and snapped it, and that's you could see like his belt was. Still oh, that's swinging. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, Neil Armstrong's dead. He is. Yeah. I just uh, acted as if he tweeted out. I, I don't know a lot about the space yeah. program. My my read on that was like, oh, so you guys meticulously, when you're on that back lot shooting the fake moon landing, <laughs> you meticulously planned for that, that belt to swing and no one ever noticed. And you felt like, uh, we got to talk about the belt. Like We worked hard on getting that belt to look like it was in zero gravity. So please notice my belt. Right. Uh, right. That's how I responded to you. you the moon landing was faked. But you know, it's not fake. The comfort of a Casper mattress. Oh, boy. You got that right. Now, buying Casper is easy. Just order online, and it's delivered to your door in a compact. Hey, how the hell did I do that size box? <laughs> it's available in the U.S., Canada, and now the U.K., and shipping is and returns are free. Blimey. Huh? It's available in the U.K. Blimey. <laughs> uh, considering we spend about a third of our lives on our mattress, it's important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That is why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out risk-free. Now, you know this. Oliver has a, a Casper mattress. Danielle and I are soon to be in the uh, market, we think, for a mattress. Uh, and we're, we're really eyeballing this Casper. Why wouldn't we? I'd be, I'd rave about Oliver's. It'd be insane if I didn't buy it. You guys are spending a lot of time with this mattress decision. I mean, this is a real quest. Real... Well, you know what happened? We went on vacation. Yeah. And then we... Uh... How was your mattress on vacation, by the way? Good? No. Bad. Very bad. It was not a Casper. Mm. Uh, that's why uh, Casper is the way to go in uh, your home and away. So, you know what? Get a travel mattress. Bring it with you. Get tra- well, it fits in that you can't believe it box. Right. You know what? I, you know what? That's one of your check-ins. Sure. Right? Just put that put it right to your room. Ship that right to your room. Put that on top of the other one. Maybe put it on the floor. It's so stinking comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, they are going to get 50 bucks towards any mattress purchase by visiting Casper.com slash Pardo. Use the code Pardo. That is Casper.com. Use the code Pardo. Casper.com slash Pardo. Use the code Pardo. 
Jimmy, you're, you're saying the same thing over and over again. What's up? I don't know if you knew it, but you were basically skipping like a record. I take you round, round, baby, round, round. Like a record, baby, round, 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 round. Casper mattress, Casper, 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 a better way to sleep. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2025, last show of the season. Mm-hmm. Ended strong, Ken Levine is here, an Emmy Award winning writer. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, Ken, I don't mean this to, uh, to, to uh, uh, oh my God. Jimmy. Jimmy. Resist is the word you're <laughs> Oh, thank for. you. Resist. I don't want to resist yeah. the okay. temptation to uh, insult. <laughs> it's just the one Emmy for Cheers? Yeah, just the one Emmy. We lost a number of Emmys. Right. Yeah, which I'm not bitter about at all. But uh, yeah, won the Emmy for Cheers. Walk me through that, though. You're at the you're at the award ceremony and you don't win. Is there a bitterness or you're like, uh, well, it's not our year. We'll get them next year. Um, well, it depends. It depends. There was one year when we were actually told by people who were in the Blue Ribbon Committee that we had won. What? So we had our speech and we were ready to go. And it was the first award of the night. Oh, and no. we lose, but then, and now you got to sit there for like two and a half hours and watch, you know, just horrible production numbers. <laughs> right. you know, Rob Lowe singing and crap like that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody else winning. Um, but the weirdest thing, when I won, and this is a true story, when I won, after you win the award, they take you off stage and you sign a big board. Everybody signs that, that won the Emmy that year. And then they walk you through these interview rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's uh, print and uh, national TV and local TV and national radio and that type of thing. And you're in the room for about uh, three, four minutes, and they're firing questions, and then they move you to the next room because the next winners are behind you. And we go from room to room to room, and finally they say, okay, uh, now go through that door. So we go through the door, and the door slams shut behind us. And we're now in the alley. <laughs> oh, no. Okay? And the door's locked. And we're standing there by the dumpster. There's these flies are buzzing around. And we're standing there in our tuxedos holding our Emmys. Right. You know, it's like, boy, is that a metaphor? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? Is that it? You know, and then we had to, like, walk the length of the building to get back. And then we, we take a look. And, oh, there's all the guys from Hill Street Blues. Go, hey, guys, this way. This way. You know, they're standing in the alley, too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's what it's like when you actually win an Emmy. There, why would there not be a human being out there to direct you where to go? I, mean, I know. Insane. It was just so strange. It's like, okay, we're done, we're with, done you. with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, and what was the episode uh, that you won the uh, the award for? We won it for producing that first season. Oh, the whole, oh great. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which was really nice because the show finished last that year in the ratings. Wow. Yeah, the That's show, amazing. not only were we beaten by Simon & Simon, but by some piece of crap called Tucker's Witch was kicking our ass. <laughs> what? Yeah. what was that? I don't remember yeah. that. Oh, it was like, I think, Catherine Hicks as a witch who could solve crimes, you know, <laughs> something like that. And, and, you know, it was our first year of Cheers. And we were going, look, guys, this is our A stuff. You know, it's not like if we stay an extra half hour, the show's <laughs> going to be funnier. Right. And we're going to get another 12 million people to watch it. But it was very nice to actually win the Emmy. So at least the 40 people in America who watched it were the voters. Well, luck- yeah. luckily, you won that. And didn't that then spark a second season? Yeah. And then, right. yeah. And it was at a time when Grant Tinker was running NBC, and Grant Tinker believed in quality. 
And his feeling was, you know, if you put out a good product, eventually people are going to see it. And so, yeah, we did better that second year. We actually started doing better that summer when we had reruns and people were discovering the show. Right. And then the third year, Cosby came aboard and was getting 50 shares. And it's the old story where, you know, high tide uh, floats all the boats. Mm -hmm. And suddenly we were a top 10 show and we were on our way. Yeah, but I still think that the first season of Cheers... Our lowest rated by far is the best season. You still say it's yeah, the best. yeah. Uh-huh. I think it is the best season of the show. I don't know if I. Uh, I'd have to go. Who cares what I think? I. Uh, <laughs> I remember loving it. We. Uh, yeah. It's my wife's favorite show of all time. So. Uh, yeah. Right. And uh, to that, I just saw an episode of Simon and Simon in a hotel the other night. Uh, it <laughs> came out possible. I know, right? It was on one of those antenna TVs or something. Yeah. And it came on, and I and my wife was on an episode of Simon and Simon when she oh. was a kid. Oh, that's right. And so I'm watching it. And I'm going, and I remember loving it. I remember loving Simon and Simon. And now I watched it the other night. I was like, oh, this is awful. <laughs> I mean, and it, it's not even close to good. Yeah. It's effing I liked awful. Simon. I didn't like Simon. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I, I know exactly what you're saying when you say that. Yeah. That wasn't the one with the robot, right? That was Riptide, maybe? There was... No, this was two brothers that yeah, were, right. yeah. were um, this was the guy you know, with ladies, the... men, but were also, you know, private yeah. private. Guy ops, with a mustache, so. a guy with a feathered, feathered hair. Yeah, Gerald right. McRaney, and is it not Stevenson Parker? It's uh, Parker Stevenson. No, yeah. it wasn't. What's that guy's name? Who's the other guy? Uh, I don't know. I was watching yeah. Tucker's Witch. Oh, yeah. You're just watching? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all? <laughs> I don't even remember Tucker's Witch. What a wow. title, too. Uh. Uh, all right. Ken Levine is here. We're thrilled that he's here. Let's go around the horn, though. We're going to chit-chat more about uh, Emmys and books and, and everything else. Uh, he's got his own podcast, of course. So who the fuck doesn't these days? Uh, it's called Hollywood and we got Levine. It, we're so, <laughs> see, it makes it easier to remember how to pronounce the name because Hollywood and Levine wouldn't make much sense. Right. True. Brother, there you what go. a great name. It's a great name. Isn't it? Yeah. Take it from us. Two guys who hate the name of their own show. <laughs> More like always not funny. Shut up, iTunes review. <laughs> now listen, uh, we check in over there at the Pop Culture Beats Info Desk that is sponsored by DogPile.com. We say hello to Garen Cockrell. Now, Garen, uh, Eddie, uh, how was the weekend? It's good. Any, you saw Apes? You finally saw Planet I saw of the Apes. Apes. Loved it. Loved it. You yep. give it uh, out of uh, five stars, how many do you give it? I think four and a half stars. Well, you say it's the best of the three. Yeah, I think it was. I do too. I think it was. Yeah, it's great. And, and it you, didn't... Oh, I don't want to spoil anything. Never mind. Yeah, don't say anything. Uh, Matt hasn't seen it yet. Yeah, well, Elliot's afraid of monkeys. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, really? Maybe this is... Oh, really? I, I'm fine with... Because I, I haven't seen the second one, and you were going to loan me... Actually, uh, we were talking about that last week, right? That you were going to loan me the second one so I could go oh. see the third one. But oh, that's okay. No, it's... it's. But I, my point is, I haven't had any, felt any urgency to see the new one, even though I've heard Good it's great. Know. So... Good do your worst, guys. Know. What are you going to do? Apes. What you, what's this gang? Nothing. <laughs> gang member character you're doing. <laughs> Especially because, you, well, I guess you could do it off the air, but basically you're, everyone's going to be mad at you if you say something I know. on the it's show. It's against my religion. I can't do that. <laughs> I know what it is. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I also saw Dunkirk. Did you like it? Uh, yeah. You see Dunkirk, Ken? No, not yet. But don't spoil the ending. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't give anything away, yeah. then. Don't give anything away. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wonder what happened. Yeah. I can't tell you. I yeah. really don't. I want you to find out for yourself. Yeah. No, I imagine it's a good movie. It's Christopher really be- Nolan. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah. Well, it's always. Yeah. Is it 20 minutes too long? <laughs> I can't answer that. <laughs> so he, I'll take that may, as a he yes. He may be listening. <laughs> <laughs> I did just read one of your blogs, and I'm not going to say what it was, uh, what uh, movie it was, but boy, do I agree with you about it being a little too long. Yeah. Most yeah. movies are a little too long. Yeah. Yeah. 
Like an hour and 40 is just right, don't you think? Yeah, well, certainly for a comedy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Dunkirk, (laughs) big war movie. You just don't want the movie to be longer than the actual battle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, you know what? Dunkirk was one I could have seen another 20 minutes would have been fine for me. Yeah. That's the shortest movie. How long was it? 210? No, it's 147. Yeah. Yeah. 147, really? Yeah. Oh, then I'm going to go see it. Perfect. Right in the pocket right there. Yeah. Yeah. it. Flies. It yeah. does fly because there's a lot of planes. <laughs> I'm going to see it tomorrow night. Very excited. Going hey, to walk IMAX. me through this. I'm not a smart man. Yeah, we know that. Why? Why is 70 millimeter more? Oh, uh, well, here, here's the deal. It, 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 it's very confusing. I feel like the marketplace has become confused because they I, they advertise theaters being IMAX theaters, and it, that doesn't mean anything most of the time. It just means they have a nice. I don't know what it means anymore. It just it seems Big meaningless. Screen. No, but not always. But there's there is exactly one theater in Los Angeles that is an actual IMAX screen that shows theatrical movies, which is at Universal CityWalk. Unfortunately, the worst place to go to a movie. Yeah. Uh, but it is the actual IMAX. The tall is more of a square than a rectangle. You know, it's it's like four stories high. And Does it have a steep uh, seating as it's well? It's got the raked seating. All that stuff. And so... It's a drive-in theater <laughs> with a roof, they, isn't right. it? <laughs> Basically, you're, you're like... Yeah, they just put some seats in front of a drive-in movie. We used to watch Jerry Lewis movies <laughs> on those screens. Uh, but but the IMAX film format is like 70... You know, you know, regular film was 35 mil Before everything went digital, every, everything was 35 millimeter. So 70 millimeter meant the, the negative, the frame was twice as wide. I see. And so it was a very wide screen. IMAX, now imagine... It's, it's it's 70 millimeters wide, but it's also that tall. So each frame is like a it's like four times the size of 30 millimeter, maybe even more. I don't know the exact numbers, but basically it's a humongous frame. So is it, they're showing you an actual film. It's not digital. Is that what you're telling That's me? That's the premise of, of IMAX. I don't know what they do nowadays. I don't know if they're if they're projecting it digitally, but 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 Nolan shot a good deal of this movie in IMAX, which means he was using actual film. And the I'm po- sorry, who did? <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Just son of a bitch. <laughs> His name is Christopher Nolan. But you said it as if you're on a panel of movie chat, and okay. you know Nolan shot a lot of this film. And well, we're talking about IMAX, so I have to sound pretentious. That's that's the whole point of getting way too detailed about. I would love format. to see my dinner with Andre. <laughs> oh my yeah. god! It's mm-hmm. like you're right in the restaurant with right. him. <laughs> <laughs> well, but so the point of the format originally, they they developed this technology for nature films because it. There's so much more, much greater resolution. So if you have a bigger frame, that means you're getting much more but again, detail. In this day of 2017 with digital, and right. I've got a flat screen TV at my home, right. like a 13 inch flat screen right. TV at my home. Yeah, uh, it sits right on my dresser and it looks great, <laughs> but it's crystal clear. Sure. So what's the difference in this day and age? Uh, well, I think shooting it, it's it still provides a greater level of well, it looks beautiful fidelity and detail. And so I decided if I'm going to see this movie, oh, because I saw. Uh, Rogue One at the IMAX theater, even though it wasn't shot in IMAX, this is a nice big screen to watch a, a movie like that on. And before Rogue One, they sh- they just showed like six minutes of Dunkirk. It wasn't a trailer; they just showed part of the movie mm-hmm. on the screen. And I was like, "Holy shit, this is amazing! I wa- I got to see this movie on this screen because it's it's just mind blowing to see th- these huge images. I mean, it really was. It had a big impact. So I so I spent the twenty five dollars <laughs> to get a ticket. <laughs> yeah, it's it's twenty five dollars. <laughs> Uh, which is the most I've ever probably spent for it to see a movie. Uh, but I'm excited. Yeah. See it on my phone. <laughs> no, that's control, Ken. That's exactly the opposite of what he said. That's a ridiculous way to watch that film. I saw it at a huge screen out there in Marina del, Playa del Rey. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, true or false, maybe about uh, 40 people in the theater. Nobody in the row in front of me until about two minutes into the movie. And then true or false, a couple comes in and has a picnic 
in front of me. <laughs> did you just move? Of course I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There was that's the point. There plenty of seats. Why would you? So what? true then. Yes. Was this a matinee? This was a matinee. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. This was the uh, the eleven fifty five start time. Was okay. it reserved seating? It was also reserved seating, so which means they saw on the screen. Oh, that's right in front of a guy. We'll take guy. those. Yeah, that's weird. I think do some people just accept whatever the the thing gives you? I think so. I think that's silly. So do I. Why wouldn't you pick out a nice seat? Pick out where you want. Don't sit behind somebody. Don't sit in front of somebody. Yeah. But then you got to worry about now if I'm moving my seat, am I going to be now someone else is going to come and be like, hey, that's my seat. I make sure that I'm going to be in an area where nobody goes. I, uh, I leave the theater all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when I have reserved seats and I'm going to picnic, I want to make sure that there are no bears <laughs> that <laughs> are sitting in any of the seats oh. adjacent to mine. That's yeah. what the B means when mm-hmm. you would make a reservation. Bears right. Get a special and you, uh, you talk to a Betsy DeVos about that to make sure there's no uh, bears coming into the theater? Come on! I went political! Yes. That Come on! That's quick! We Give go. me that! I was still recovering from what Elliot tried to say. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that maybe, just maybe once, I could get one through. You got nothing! I know. All right, let's check in with the drug mule himself. That's uh, Elliot Harper over, uh, over there. Hello! Uh, Elliot, of course, is doing his best to look like he's uh, smuggling drugs in, part of a cartel. Mm-hmm. He might have been on an episode of Simon and Simon. Oh, <laughs> that's the bad guy of the week. Those would be, that would have been too... That would, be, that would have been crazy for Simon and Simon. There was never... There were murders, but never anything like a cartel. Hmm. Yeah. It was soft. No, you would need Simon and Simon and Simon <laughs> for something that big. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You're going to go with the triples. That's like a very special episode of Simon and Simon. Hey, our, our brother. I think they played brothers or something once, too. Like, they played their opposite. Like, something. That show was. They weren't brothers? They were brothers. But yeah. then I think they also played two other brothers once to get away with it. You know. They played the Wright brothers. <laughs> the, the, the fellows that made the plane? They pretended yeah. to be yeah. hunters. Okay. Uh, Elliot, your weekend. I know you uh, you traveled over the weekend. You're on yep. a bus. Yep. Uh, I don't recommend it. You you went. Are you comfortable saying where to? Uh, yeah, I went to Arizona to to visit my dad. And you took. Why did you take a bus as opposed to flying? Or I've, I've been having to go to Arizona a little bit more than normal lately for reasons. Mm-hmm. And um, it's expensive to fly, especially when you got to go at the last minute. But the uh, the bus will cost you sixty seventy bucks. That's not bad compared to two hundred to four hundred dollars for a flight. But- Great scenery. Great scenery. No, yeah, I don't know if Kent's being sarcastic. I am. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's accurate. His his sarcasm is lot well, de- well founded. A lot of desert. Is that what you get? Yeah, yeah. just a lot of a lot of just nothing. But I mean, if I was going to drive anyway, it's less than that, and I don't have to drive. And actually, I figured out that that uh, renting a car. And taking the bus is still less than if I drove in my car or rented a car and drove it. So, whatever. Are you, are you cool if I didn't follow any of that? Yeah. <laughs> nobody should have to actually have heard that. Holy shit. Was that a lot of uh, cords connecting things? Yeah. It's that, a thing that I... That was Garen telling us about his electricity bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've told you time and time again. I just wanted you to know the wattage. If I may, Ken, I'm going to read. I, uh, Ken, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm going to read <laughs> for this reason and this reason only. I'm going to read. This is a this is this is Elliot Hoberg on a bus. Oh, okay. oh yeah, that's what that's what I was going to say. You said you don't recommend taking a bus. I don't recommend uh, receiving a text from you on a bus. I, that got crazy. Are you going to set this up properly, Richard Kimball? Are you going to set this up properly? I don't know because <laughs> there's a reason. 
why this happened. You were losing your goddamn mind. That's the yeah. reason. You know why? Because there was a bunch of texts about some musical that I could give a crap Oh, is that about. what started it? Yes. I would think you would welcome any distraction from the misery of your life. <laughs> well, I had shut that. my phone off because uh-huh. I was saving power, and then I turn it on, and all of a sudden I get six texts. Here this it is. This whole novelization. All right. JP and JC, or GC, that's a Garen Cochran and Jimmy Pardo. Yeah. You should find 22 minutes to watch this. Elliot Hopper, take a knee. And this was... Oh, we were talking about Seth Rudetsky's video about uh, waving from a window right. uh, from Dear Evan Hansen. Ken, have you seen this uh, Dear Evan Hansen yet? No, I have not. I want to. What's the last musical you saw then this Night of Sondheim? Uh, I saw Groundhog Day a couple How of weeks that? ago. How is that? Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's pretty funny, and it's it's very much like the movie. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was sitting there, and after five minutes, I turned to my wife. I said, wait a minute. I've seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been married, Ken? 38 years. 38 years. Do you have children? Yes, I do. How many kids? I have two kids. How old are they? Uh, My son is 35, and he is an engineer at Apple Computer. Oh, cool. And uh, my daughter, Annie, is 30, and she's a writer on Kevin Can Wait. Kevin nice. James. Oh, that's show. good for yeah. I was just going to ask her, did yeah. anybody follow in your footsteps? Yeah, she And your did. wife is a fashion designer? No. <laughs> Whose wife is a fashion designer? <laughs> no. Klein, maybe? I don't know. Oh, I know. No, she's, a, she's a therapist. So, oh, okay. you know, it's you know not really helping the public like being a fashion designer. <laughs> but she's helping <laughs> she's a you in yeah. your head. And right. Yeah, she's working. You know, she wasn't aged out of television. Right. She's working. <laughs> <laughs> Matters can have the vine to make everything negative and sad. <laughs> uh, all right. I, uh, you said watch this thing. Okay, yeah. So Seth Rudetsky does these deconstruction videos. Which are wonderful. Where she, he just sort of goes through a song, like, just beat by beat. And he's also got a live show where he deconstructs yeah, genres yeah. and stuff of, of Broadway okay. and music. Yeah. Funny guy. Very, he is very funny. Get him on this show. Yeah. We, uh, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I'd like to have Seth yeah. on the show mm-hmm. sometime. He'd be great. Uh, I said to uh, Matt, I've been watching Seth deconstructing for ages on YouTube. I don't need some Broadway Johnny come lately telling me what's what. (laughs) You said I thought maybe if our and and again, this leads somewhere because we're going to see a guy on a bus have a meltdown (laughs) right in front of your eyes. Uh, Matt said, I thought uh, you would enjoy that. Uh, Okay, great. uh, Oh, really going to skip over the part where... (laughs) I I think you have to read it all out so we know the length of it. All right. Uh, I thought maybe if your hero Seth told you that Evan Hansen was good, you would actually listen to it. I said, I have a feeling it's going to be like you with Hamilton. Ignore everyone and then go balls deep. (laughs) Garen Cockrell, who's a homosexual, Ken, says, I too recommend going balls deep on Evan Hansen. All right. Now. He did not specify if he meant the show or the character. We're not there yet. Matt Belknap says, I just feel frustrated. I can't see it like now. I said, well, I'm not stopping you. Get off my ass. (laughs) And then here it comes. All right. Now, I got to let you know, I, I got up to take a knee. Before I shut off my phone, oh, and I appropriately you, took a knee by not watching the video. Did you as read I was that instructed. part? I don't yeah. Think, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. As instructed, I'm like, this isn't about me. I get it. I figured there's a video. You guys are going to watch it. Then I turn my phone on, and everything you just read all goes and comes out. Screen, 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 mm-hmm. screen, screen on my phone. Now all go right. ahead and read. All right. I didn't realize Hanson was on tour. Do they still have long hair? That's Elliot. <laughs> That's Elliot's funny response. <laughs> I said, I think the Arizona heat is getting to you. (laughs) Matt, no. (laughs) Elliot, no, I think the heat are in Miami. Matt uh, then says some things about hipsters on Fox and Friends. You're killing me, guys. You're killing me. (laughs) Elliot says, oh, is that a kid's show like Yo Gabba Gabba? What does the Fox and Friends say? 
I thought that was the best one of the Garen says, how do I get off this list? I say, I was thinking the same thing, Garen. The better question is, how did I get on it, says Elliot. Also, I think Jane is the one to ask. All right, that's the, that's the worst one. Garen says, is Elliot on coke? Should we, should we be concerned? What is happening? And then it just goes on and on and on. It's the Algonquin bus tour. <laughs> yes, it was. We watched. You went, Why am I the bad guy here? You went nuts. You went, and even though we all at some point were like, we, we literally all put period at the end of our statements, like we're done. Here comes another one because somebody's bored on a bus. I honestly would have thought that you would have been thanking us for giving you something to do while you're sitting on that bus. Like, here's a little bit of entertainment. We're making it. Well, making if I each had other more laugh. battery in my phone, I would have. I would have enjoyed it more. I feel like it was like months of backup improv that Elliot hasn't done that all spewed right. out in text messages. Yeah. Hold off, guys. I think I see a cactus. <laughs> Hold off. Uh, yeah. All right, Matt, how are you? I'm good. All right, terrific. I can't <laughs> uh, Ellie, we'll hear more about your bus trip next episode. That's fine. Or we won't. Or we won't. You know what? With that attitude, we won't. How's that grab you? I don't. You know, El Centro is nice this time of year. <laughs> so is Indio. You ever go to Indio? I went through Indio. You went through it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. And it was fine. Isn't that where they have Coachella? Isn't That's that right. It's right, right yeah. near there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where all the, the uh, wind farms are. Yeah, I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alternative energy. <laughs> sure. Ken Levine is here. Now listen, Ken, uh, you have a new podcast called Hollywood and Levine. And is it you waxing philosophical about this uh, the business? Yeah, kind of. And it's it's me telling crazy stories and doing different things. Uh, I did as a stunt. It's the first time I've ever done this. I did a stand-up routine. I went to an open mic night. Where did you go? I went to the other door in Burbank. Okay. You know okay. Jimmy's grimacing. <laughs> well, because you've never done it. I've never done it. Somebody said, oh, this is a good open mic night to go to. And, uh, and, and I did my five minutes. And? And I actually did okay. You know, I, I well, you're got a joke some writer. laughs. Yeah, I got some laughs. I told some stories and got some laughs. I was really surprised, though, how bad most of the other... Uh, open mic uh-huh. uh, people how really sloppy I mean they would just come up with their notes and they would go uh, blowjob joke and then it would die and they'd look at the notes and oh, okay don't do the blowjob how much time do I have a minute 40 I know to do the priest raping the guy no, no, no. well uh, all right here's a bear joke and then they get off it's like right. what <laughs> and you went up you're prepared you got a hey, nice prepared set. yeah yeah, had a nice five-minute set. Of course, people looking at me like, oh, my God. Like, this is a thousand-year-old guy <laughs> doing here. It's going to be like that viral video of that old man where it's like, uh, old man wins everybody's heart at open mic. <laughs> yeah. um, did you bring anybody with you or you do it solo? No, 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 no. I just um, – I, I had my wife and maybe one or two people I knew. But I didn't want to invite a lot of people because I wanted the real experience. Right. You know, I didn't want to just bring in ringers. Yeah. And what I said I would do, and I did on the podcast, is I said, I am going to record it and play it back however it goes. Okay. And I figured it was a no-lose situation because even if I bombed, that was going to sound so funny on the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was prepared to, you know, you talk about hold for laughs. I was prepared to hold for silences. <laughs> <laughs> But it yeah. went okay. Yeah, it did go but okay. But are you ever going to do it again, or is it like... No, no. not really. No, I, you know, I do improv, and I've done radio for years, and I don't know, it's just something about uh, standing up there and, and all these drunks looking at you, it's like, nah, I, I'm, 
you know, I get it. I get that at Thanksgiving. I don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> the family gives it to you. What uh, now? Let, all right, you mentioned radio. You did you start in top forty radio? Is yeah, that where you started? Yeah, I was a um, a fast talking disc jockey. I used the name Beaver Cleaver. All right, and you know, setting the dive variable for the pass and letting the time slide roll. You know, one of those guys, and um, and I bounced around the country. I was there was always two big top forty stations in every market. And I was always at the other one. All right. You know, there yeah. was, you know, KFRC, San Francisco, I was at KYA. CKLW, Detroit, I was at WDRQ. KHJ, Los Angeles, I was at 10Q. I was always at the other station. Uh-huh. And, um, and I was always getting fired because, you know, the other station was always uh, getting their ass kicked. <laughs> I was on the Tucker switch of, of Top 40 Radio. And, um, and, you know, and then we would all be fired. They'd bring in new program directors and new formats and that type of thing, and yeah. we'd all be fired. So I got tired of bouncing around the country, and I was kind of like Howard Stern before Howard Stern. You know, I was a wise-ass right. uh, disc jockey, talking up to the vocals and everything. Uh, hang on. Uh, all right, because uh, I love that. My, one of my heroes is Steve Dahl out of Chicago. Yeah. And Steve, Steve Dahl was an intern for me at wait, 10Q. What? Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. When he lived out here in, at, yeah. in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. This was in the 70s. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah, one of my heroes. And he used to do a thing on a show, maybe he still does it, where he does the, uh, to hit the post. Where yeah. He, uh, and he would, to see how close he can get. Uh, do you want to do some of that? Where sure. I'll, I'll play a song. All right. I, I just have to know the song. Yeah, I guess yeah. you do, don't you? Yeah. Um, all right. Classic rock, better for you? Classic rock or top 40, 60s, early 70s. Okay. Here we go. Well, that could really be anything out of my collection. (laughs) You know, don't give me uh, first time ever I saw your face. No, I'm not going to do that to you. Billy, don't be a hero. Why not that? (laughs) I'll do Billy, don't be a hero. All right, let me look up Bo Donaldson in the Haywoods. But I don't have to. You can talk amongst yourself here. (laughs) Hang on. We're going to keep the complete silence while Jimmy looks up the song. You two talk, and then... So, uh, here's Mandy. How about Mandy by Barry Manilow? Sure. Okay, here we go. That's a long one. I think. Or how about, uh, would you rather uh, It's a Miracle or I Write the Songs? Um, would you rather no, I get away no, from Barry Manilow? No, no, Mandy is fine. I would rather you get away from Barry Manilow. Yeah. Yeah. Cool? I want to hear him how he, I, I, I know, I, I do I'm too. Gonna, I'm going to give him a ballad. I'm going to give him an up-tempo. Okay. I want to hear him hit the post. Okay. Let's do it. Because I love this. I yes. love it. I, I, to this we talk day. about, is it, what is it, Broadway Bill or whatever that guy's name is? Oh, no, he's Broadway? great. Yeah, great? Broadway Bill Lee. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's CBS FM. Yeah. Oh, he's boy, fantastic. I love he rhymes. I don't rhyme. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. rhyming does take it up a notch. We're going to go right. downtown. We're going to go around. and I'm not, Here's a hot. <laughs> Better than that. Obviously, he's... I don't know why. I was Regis. Uh, all right, here we go. Uh, oh, what's this say? The server... What? With the specified host name cannot be found. What? What? Matt, what's happening? Why happened? are you blaming me? <laughs> I don't know where your server... Sorry, I didn't bring any Barry Manilow albums with you know, me. Yeah, why did you bring anything? Come on. <laughs> you do some props were going to be used. All right, here we go. I'm going to give you Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Wow, that's a... Okay. Threw him for the a server name with the specimen. That is certainly not Bee Gees. It's just too much no. heaven. Why did that play? What's going on over there? Hang on. Why don't I do it? <laughs> All right, you do it. I don't know what's happening over here. Ken, it's an embarrassment. All right. I agree. Somebody have doesn't anybody have a Barry Manilow app on their phone? I mean, you should You'd be think. able to access this right away. At all times, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what the problem is. I don't right. know what happened there. Right, what are you doing? I'm just looking up Barry, uh, Barry Manilow. 
Uh, I'm going to go Mandy. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. Pick it up. But does he have to know when it starts? Uh, he'll hear it. He'll hear it, I hope. Ah, here we go. Sounds uh, very good. A ballad from Barry Manlow. This is from his album, Every Song Sounds the Same. This was actually his very first song called Mandy. Nailed it. Nailed it. Wow. Nailed it. it. All right, give him, a, give him an up-tempo. What do you want? You want Stan Alive? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. That, was that after your time? When did you? No, no. But it's you know, it's like one of those disco things where they could come in at right. any time. Yeah, that's and, true. That's true. You know, it's what's uh, Elliot? Your thoughts? Uh, I thought it was. Awesome. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I <don't think> that. <laughs> Not a review, you asshole. That's like we're looking at a thought. I'll just give us a song. Sixties. Uh, what about uh, Locomotion? How about Little something Eva from, our, from our friend Paul Williams? Something. Look, I, from Paul Williams. Now, is that too far back? And, and by the way, he's not your friend. He tweeted you once. Paul Williams. I, I, what, look, uh, you know, I'm going to do a carpenter song? Yes. Yeah, okay. All right, here's the locomotion. Okay. Right, here we go. There's a little Eva. All right, what you do? Okay. Wait, what? It's Grand Funk. No, that's okay. the Grand Funk Railroad. That doesn't no, work because they go right no, into it. Yeah, what am I looking no for? intro there. You want little Eva. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. On a is. solid gold weekend. Yeah, come on. That's what I want. What the heck? Like, 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 let's go, Ben. Do your jazz. There you go. Ah, there we go. From 1962 on KYA, The Locomotion. Wow, nice. Love it. I still do it in my car. It's sick. <laughs> you know, I, I can talk up to posts in, in my car. And when you think about it, what a useless skill. <laughs> it's like, That's what a, cool a party useless trick, talent. Yeah. I, you know, my wife rolls her eyes, you right. know, and I'm, hey, Cornelius Brothers and Sister Rose. Ow! <laughs> Wait, this, th- that made me think of this one. See right, if you could go. do Born to Run. Well, that's a long. That's a long intro. I know. That's why. That's why it's fun. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna. That's a torturous thing to do to a man. Yeah, that is a long one. Yeah, that's, 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 that might be too long. We usually don't talk when there's like you know twenty, thirty seconds. Wait, that's not that long, oh. Ken. That wasn't as long as we thought. Oh, it was. Yeah, I pushed it too far. I ruined it. Yeah, <laughs> you've ruined it. It's my fault. You do "Born to Be Wild." How about that? Okay. All right. Okay. It sounds like we're going to do a song that Ken's done before. You can't. Uh, you can't. Well, I've so. done them all. In you did. Well, boy, you gave days. your "Born to Run" and you, you panicked. Yeah. <laughs> he just accepts it. He panicked, panicked but also panicked, did it. You know. It's, <laughs> wait, did he? This he is, stopped. Yeah. As soon as yes. it came out. Yeah. Yes. It was. It wasn't. Oh. It wasn't traditional. It was. It was an alt DJ. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now this is the kind of song that we used to listen to on the radio way back in the 60s and 70s. Steppenwolf, Born to be Wild. Love it, <laughs> love it. I can li- I can li- I'm not kidding. All day long. I can By the way, no clock, ladies and gentlemen. Right, no clock. right, no you clock. Know, when, when you're at a radio station now, you know, they have a digital clock that'll like count it down for you, you know, but that's... It's cheating. You know... That's not for men. No, no, the real, the real man <laughs> yeah, can do it. The real man just talk up those suckers. I love it. I love the doll was your intern. I love everything about this. Yeah, it was. It was a fun time, except once you started getting into 
73, 74, and you're playing kung fu fighting four times a night mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Yeah, it's, it's time to move on. Your Television man. writing uh, <laughs> beckoned. How did that beckon then? So was that the next step? The next yeah. Step? And, yeah. And what was the first show you wrote on? The Jeffersons. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, me and my partner, David Isaacs. Hey, two Jews writing the Jeffersons? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course. Who else? Who else? Yeah, right. How did you meet David Isaacs? We were in the same Army Reserve unit. Wait, what the F? Wow. You yeah. fought for this country? Yeah, yeah. Well, I fought for this country because uh, there was a draft lottery and based you on your birthday, it. and my draft number was four. Oh, that's right. Which means even if they disbanded the military, I would still be drafted. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I got into an Armed Forces Radio Reserve unit, and one summer camp, I uh, I met this new guy. And we started talking, and, you know, we were both kind of funny and, uh, you know, thought maybe it'd be kind of fun to write. Yeah. I was a disc jockey in San Bernardino at the time. Came in 129, the rock of the Inland Empire. <laughs> and, and then after summer camp, I got fired. So I moved back home uh, in Los Angeles to live with my parents while I sent out tapes. And I called him up and I said, hey, you want to try writing something? And that was... Um, 1973, and David and I have been partners ever since. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so, am- what. Let me, mm-hmm. uh, let's go back. Did you go to Vietnam? Is that where? No, no, no. We, I went to Fort Carson, Colorado. No, <laughs> that when, had to when, be rough. when you're in the reserves, oh, you, oh, right. you, yeah, you have to go through regular basic training and advanced training, and then it's just meetings and two weeks summer camp. And uh, ironically, when we got the assignment for the Jeffersons. They said, okay, um, you guys got uh, two weeks to turn in the script, which is more than enough time. Unfortunately, it was the two weeks that we were going on Army summer camp again. Okay. So now we're at Fort Ord, and at night we're in the barracks. And the barracks, you know, it's like full metal jacket, you know, where there's like 72 bunks in there. And and all the guys are um, smoking pot and playing craps and listening to Jimi Hendrix. And David and I are sitting by uh, ourselves in the corner going, Wheezy, come over here! (laughs) (laughs) So... So we, we wrote the Jeffersons uh, while we were in the service. <laughs> Did those guys think that was cool that you were writing on the Jeffersons? I mean, that was a very popular show. They didn't care. They didn't give a shit. We were two schmucks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 okay, you're, you're writing for the Jeffersons. All right, okay, so you're writing for uh, the Jeffersons. That then... does seem unlikely. If you are in the Army Reserve and you're in a barracks with a bunch of guys and there's two guys with a typewriter, you wouldn't go, oh, yeah, those guys are writing for network television. Yeah. <laughs> like, that doesn't seem... Well, wouldn't you go, wouldn't you bust your balls? Hey, do boy. I would bust their balls for being liars because I wouldn't believe that they were actually you writing wouldn't for believe television. It's, it's a fellow soldier it's crazy it would be crazy to for that you think i i would have i would think tv writers are living in mansions in beverly hills that's what i would think not when they're starting yeah, I know. these are young that's guys we know. we're living in barracks back then right yeah, yeah. these are soldiers yeah fighting for this country and making the black man look funny. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving on yes. up. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that show. That's a show that I enjoyed. Yeah, thank you. And so how many? Uh, how long did you work on that program? We just did one for them, and then we did freelance on a number of other shows and then got our big break when we got a chance to do MASH. And you wrote like 15 mash episodes. We wrote right? 19 mash episodes and we moved up. We were the head writers. There's one season where between the scripts uh, we wrote ourselves and rewriting everybody else, uh, where my partner and I pretty much wrote the entire season of, really? of wow. MASH. Yeah. Yeah, we were fried <laughs> at, at the end of that. Yeah. Now, true yeah. or false, Ken, I've never seen one episode of MASH. True or false? 
I would say false. That's true. I've never seen one episode. That's crazy. You've never seen one episode of MASH? But you loved After MASH, right? Lo- you don't like, like, well, After favorite. MASH is, you know, all of the kinks of MASH we got out. <laughs> Finally, we're going to get this right. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, we're not settled with all this bullshit anymore. Uh, you know what it was? You're uh, missing out, buddy. I know I am. You're I, missing I, I, out. I know I'm, not, I'm, I know I'm in an island of myself. Uh, as I've said many times on this show, the show, th- in reruns, they would play it. At 6 o'clock on WGN in Chicago as I was growing up. Right. So that music at 6 o'clock in the middle of winter would depress the shit out of me. And it's a depressing song. So I kind of equate that with depression. So I, I kind of never really wanted to watch it. Even though people say, no, it's a comedy. It's funny. It's like, uh. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah, it, um, you know, just skip it. It's not like The Wire, you know, where, you know, you have to, uh, the first three seasons are really boring, but then it really gets good. No, you can just like jump in anytime. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not gonna. Okay. (laughs) I'm out, Ken. You know, some of your 19 episodes, I'll watch those. And then I'd uh, like, I'd like to see you take on the entire run of Matt. It was like 20 seasons, right? Or some crazy. No, it was like uh, 11 seasons. So there's something like 254 episodes. Well, that's, yeah, I can do that in a week, week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Put the Netflix you know down. And I got that Ozark. You know so. what? <laughs> you upload them to your iPad, then get on a bus and go to Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I got to Phoenix, I was crying. Go. By the time he gets to Phoenix, he'll be rising. Name the uh, who wrote it. You name who wrote it. I'll give you all the money in my pocket. Oh, who wrote it? Is it the yeah. same person who sang it? No. Nope. I, uh, uh, Chris Christopherson. Oh, that's uh, not a bad. That's not a bad guess. I was going to say Jim Reeves. Uh, I got nothing. I don't even know what you're talking Jimmy Webb wrote it. The great Jimmy Webb. Okay. Glenn Jimmy. Campbell sang it. That's right. What I said was Jimmy Webb, but my Michigan accent <laughs> made it sound like Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> By the time I get it, I am the lineman for the count. That's another one. Glenn Campbell. Jimmy and Webb. Jimmy Webb. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy. What? I have a piece of paper with that information on it right here. Yes, you do. I wish I had uh, looked down. I, I thought, oh, I don't know anything about this. But, look uh, down. So, that How would you just randomly have... <laughs> Isn't that weird? He can't it's, give that information it's, away. It's, it's top secret information, but I happen to have a piece of paper I, with a I lot of... I think it's amazing that you still have that piece of paper <laughs> as if it's going to come up again. It could get, and you never know, Jimmy. Oh, you got to always be prepared. How long have you been carrying it around, hoping <laughs> to just, use it at some point? It's just one point. of those things. I, it's, a, it's sort of like a... Yeah, it's a, it's it's a, a lucky y- charm for me <laughs> to yeah. keep around Jimmy Webb. it's a year and seven months that you've at had that. At least. At yeah. least. I would have guessed over two years. But I don't remember. Yeah, it's that like was, in baseball announcing, you know, where you always have to have those little nuggets about players, right? you know, those oh, little talk about it stats often. that you can just uh, squeeze in there. All right. Let, and, all right. We've got to take a break, but I want to talk about that, too. I want to talk. All right. So wait. Let, uh, Do you know what Travis Lee's favorite hobby is? <laughs> it's the yo-yo. <laughs> a lot of people don't know this, but Travis, Travis Lee has never seen without his yo-yo. That was a right. scully one. Well, here's an interesting fact. <laughs> <laughs> Travis Lee loves the yo-yo. Yeah. Yeah, but how about you focus more on baseball? He's not out, out of the league in three years, Finn. Uh, Travis Lee was supposed to be a star. Was supposed to be a star. Yeah. Uh, all right, so okay. So you, you uh, then MASH. Then what was the next big uh, chunk? Or were you guys just bouncing around? Was it then Cheers? Then it was Cheers, yeah. We were with Cheers for nine of 11 years. Wow. Cheers. And uh, we also wrote the movie Volunteers with Tom Hanks and John Candy. Wonderful where, movie. Where he met his wife. Yes. Which is why, you know, it's not, you know, down there in his, you know, filmography with Turner and Hooch, (laughs) you know, those crappy movies, uh, Dragnet. But, uh, um, yeah, we did that. And then 
In like 1985, I kind of had one of those midlife crises, and I'd always wanted to be a baseball announcer. I grew up in L.A., and I heard Vin Scully calling Dodger games when the Dodgers first came out here. And I always wanted to be a baseball announcer, and I figured, you know what? If I don't pursue it now, I never will. Right. And for two years, I went up to the upper deck of Dodger Stadium with a tape recorder and just started calling games into my tape recorder, learning how to do it. Sitting up there, you know, with the drunks and the guys with the pinwheel hats and (laughs) stuff like that, you know. And um, I did that for two years and then sent tapes around and got a job in Syracuse, New York, calling the Syracuse Chiefs, AAA affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. Did a year there. My wife loathed Syracuse. And uh, we moved the next year to Tidewater, which is actually Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. That was the Mets AAA Farm Club. Did that for a couple of years. And then there was an opening with the Baltimore Orioles. And I sent in my tape and got the job. You are – now, listen, and we have to take a break. But – uh, so, all right, let's stop it. Let's tease it there. Let's tease it there. He gets a job. He, he goes yep. from jackass in the stands <laughs> yep. to working for a major league baseball team. Yeah. Let's take a break. Hey, guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Ken Levine is on Twitter at Ken Levine. Easy enough. And uh, his podcast is called Hollywood and Levine. That's available uh, at Apple Podcasts or probably Stitcher or all the other places that you would find podcasts. Check it out. Great stories about uh, Hollywood and Levine. Yeah, Jimmy Pardo is going to be doing stand-up comedy at the uh, Melrose Improv right here in Hollywood. Uh, that is on the 5th of August. That's Jimmy Pardo and Friends, 5th of August, uh, Melrose Improv. Then he's going to Wise Guys in Salt Lake City the 18th and 19th of August. After that, it's The Laughing Skull in Atlanta, Georgia on the 25th and 26th. But uh, first, we are actually going to be doing Never Not Funny Live at Flappers in Burbank. That is on the 14th of August, 5 p.m. show. Hope you can make it. Go to flapperscomedy.com. That's part of the Burbank Comedy Festival. And you can go to flapperscomedy.com for tickets to that. Or just go to nevernotfunny.com. Click the tour link. For Jimmy's dates and deets, go to jimmypardo.com. Click the tour link and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode. episode. I'm Foster Brooks all of a sudden. Episode <laughs> 2025. Mm-hmm. Why am I having trouble with that? It sounds fun. Again, you know why? Snuck up on us. Yeah, well, it definitely did. Uh, Ken Levine is here. Now, when we last left you, and I apologize for having to uh, abruptly take that break, Mm -hmm. uh, but time restraint. I also had to use the restroom Mm -hmm. uh, to quote myself like nobody's business. And then true or false, I stepped into the the, uh, kitchen to uh, blow my nose and uh, didn't see another human being in there. And this person uh, was startled by my nose blow. So you, you walked in blowing or what happened? I walked in blowing. Wow. But I did. It, I, I stepped in to get out of the hallway because right. I didn't want to disrupt the. You, you, yeah, and, and you ended up doing the exact. Thing I, you were I sounds to like any kitchen at Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't need to know about that on top of my French fries. <laughs> All right, Ken Levine is here. Anyway, so I stepped in. I yeah. blew my nose. I uh, you pardoned yourself. I uh, I frightened her. She may have scalded her hand oh, with, dear. with the with the hot coffee. It's called a meat cute, isn't it? <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. So I should be banging her now? Is yeah, that uh, what it yeah. is? Is that how yeah. cute work? Where you meet them and then you fuck yeah, you bang them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's the heart of every romantic comedy is the banging. All right, <laughs> Ken, these these, <laughs> these these writers. I mean, then we'll get back to. I, I know we left a cliffhanger of your uh, the, the baseball announcing. 
the the writers' rooms we hear so much about, where they uh, the same way back on the uh, in the seventies and eighties, where just the guys and uh, uh, sitting around busting each other's balls all day long. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. I mean, writing rooms are it's the only part of the the production process that I really miss is just hanging out with very funny people, mm-hmm. making each other. I mean, the kind of stuff that you guys are doing. It's like we're getting paid for. Right. You know, we're getting paid to do it. Um, and, yeah, it is very funny. You cannot have a thin skin, though. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. Because it could be your day. Yeah. Right? Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. somebody is always the target. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and it does get pretty wild. When you say that's the part that you – the only part that you miss, it, it, what is it, network notes and all that bullshit that you – Network get? notes, 80-hour weeks – that type of now, thing. Now, you're a guy. You've been doing this forever. I, I to this, and I always talk about this on the show. Mm-hmm. Who's the first asshole that said you have to have an 80-hour week? Why, why can't you just, like you say, an extra half hour is not going to make it any funnier. Why not just work eight hours a day? You've got the best of the best writing. You come in at nine. You leave at five. See you tomorrow, John. Yeah, it would be nice. And, and that would work if the scripts were in great shape. But, but why aren't they? You guys, are, you're, you're, again, you're the best of the best, Ken. It's the same reason that Neil Simon, who is as good as there is, rewrites extensively. Because right. once you see it on the stage, you go, oh, well, okay. <laughs> okay. You know, and the weird thing is especially if you're trying to tell different stories each week, mm-hmm. that one week a story will work, and it'll be gangbusters, and then the next week, you know, you go down and the cast looks at you like you killed their puppy, and right. <laughs> you're going, hey, we're the same geniuses as last week, right? okay? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, you know, it's, you know, you keep trying things, and certain things work, and certain things don't, and it's a process. Did you ever, and you, and you don't have to name names, or maybe that's what you do over there in Hollywood and Levine, uh, did you ever butt heads with the star of a show? Did uh, anything like that ever happen? Yeah, from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from time to time. Dancing? No, no, not Ted. Ted is great. Ted is great. Um he, he's, he's looking at me like, no, no, Ted, come on. Say. No, no, I did one yeah. episode of Becker, and he was the nicest man in the world. Yeah. In fact, I looked this up today. Did I direct it? I don't know. Did I direct that episode? Here's, here's the funny part about it. You directed, uh, you and uh, Andy Ackerman yeah. directed almost every episode that season, with right. the exception of the one I did, it was Daryl Bates. Oh, so <laughs> our editor. Was, uh, you got our editor. Wait, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> why, did I, why, why did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was our, our editor. But he did a nice job, right? You came off looking great. Uh, well, you're very kind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, this was in season three of Becker. Uh, I forget what the name of the episode was, but I, it was, I'll tell you this. It was the, it, one of the best sets. I, and I don't do a lot of acting. Uh, so when I do, you know how it is with, the, with the, the, uh, the, the you know, guest star. You don't know anybody. You're joining a family. It can yeah. be really awkward. Ted Danson made it where nobody on the set felt awkward. I know. It was wonderful. Ted, Ted was amazing. I remember one day we were sitting around, it was lunch, and most of the time stars will just go off in their own trailer, but Ted would sit and have lunch at the table with the stand-ins yeah. and guest stars and that type of thing, and he talked about uh, getting a new car that was you know like one of the first Priuses, that type of thing, and, uh, and somebody, I think it was like just a a guest star who had like two, three lines 
was asking him about it because he was thinking about getting one of those himself. And Ted gave him the keys and said, it's right out front. Drive what? around. <laughs> See what you think. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Ted Danson. Yeah. He is a great, great guy. So, no, I had no problems with him. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, Kirstie Alley, then? That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. I want yeah. some scoop. I want some gossip here, <laughs> Levine. Uh, yeah, that was fun. I, but I thought it was funny because I, I, I knew, I knew you did not direct it, but I wanted to see, you know, uh, and I knew you didn't write it, but it was, I wanted to see, like, had you been doing that then? And of course, yes, every other episode mm. but mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I felt the need to repeat that. We already had that information. Let me tell you a first thing. I could have gotten a performance out of you. Oh, I know you could have. Oh, my God. could have changed everything. Oh, my Not God. Ba- you, you, Bates made me look good doing movies. <laughs> you'd, be doing, you'd be doing movies by now. Thank you. Why weren't yeah. you there that week? Why I am know. I saddled with yeah. the third fiddle? Yeah. <laughs> I got the guy. Oh, we don't have a director this week. Get the kid up from editing. Let's see what he can do. <laughs> hey, I had to make Mike Ditka look funny on Becker. That was... Wow. Yeah. That was a task. Yeah. Hey, how you doing over there, Ted? Uh, yeah. He's the coach. <laughs> Guy he's, brought a trophy to that town. He's a hero. He was no Dick Butkus, who, as we all know, was great on My Two Dads. Yes, he was. I don't know why you have to bam out there. <laughs> I'm not. I'm saying there were some football guys who were the, uh, Both Chicago Bears. Yeah. Who was the other guy? There was another... Uh, oh, oh, uh, well, there was Fred... Uh, Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah uh, he, was, he was a locks. But you know who was really good <laughs> was Kevin McHale. We used Kevin McHale oh, really? on Cheers. And going in, I hated Kevin McHale because as he a was, Laker fan in the yeah. 80s, you know, he was the guy who clotheslined Rambus. And, you he know, was a we, hateable guy. He was a hateable guy. Yeah. He's the nicest guy in the world. And he was so funny. We actually gave him more stuff to do. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And then we brought him back for a second episode. <laughs> he was that good. Nice. Yeah. I don't remember. If you show me a picture, I'd remember him. He's a white guy, uh, dark Celtics? hair. Celtics? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, then I know who it is. How did I get that right? Yeah, he's the not Larry Bird white guy. Right. And not Danny Ainge, I guess. <laughs> There's a lot of white guys on the team, actually. Yeah. It's <laughs> Boston. Of course there is. Right, right. So. Uh, all right. So, uh, all right. Becker, the whole shot. So, you, you say, I want to be a broadcaster. This is where we left him hanging. You send the tape to the Baltimore Orioles. You are hired to be a play-by-play guy or a color guy? No, play-by-play. Play by play. Alongside John Miller. Alongside John Miller, who has this unbelievable voice. And so, you know, I'd come on and it was like Minnie Mouse. Oh, really? (laughs) No, here's Ken. Thanks, John. (laughs) Third inning. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I did the Orioles for a year and then they wanted to sign me to a three year deal, but they wanted me to move to Baltimore, which is not an unreasonable request (laughs) to be there during the off season for banquets Mm -hmm. and that type of thing. But I was still making most of my income in Los Angeles writing television. Hang on a second. You're writing television yes. at the same time as being a play-by-play announcer for a major league baseball team. Yeah. And pre- yeah. pre-internet, too. Yeah, so. pre-internet. But I had my laptop computer, and uh, you know, when the team was flying to Kansas City or whatever, I'm sitting there writing cheer scripts. Wow, it's so crazy. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It's yeah. Like the weirdest thing. I have, to, I have to have lunch and do this show in, <laughs> on the same day, and I go into a panic. Yeah. Um, so did you and Miller get along? Oh, we got along great. You yeah, did. we got along great, you know, because he's a very funny guy. Okay. And uh, and we would riff on things back and forth. Yeah, we, we really had a good time. Um, and then um, then I got hired by the Seattle Mariners, 
The Mariner announcer, Dave Niehaus, had heard me calling an Orioles game and was impressed, and there was an opening, and he called and invited me to Seattle. So I did uh, Mariners for three years, and then I got a call from the San Diego Padres. The president of the Orioles, when I was there, Larry Lucchino, became the president of the Padres, and they needed a guy every weekend because their lead guy, Jerry Coleman, was going off to do CBS Radio Games of the Week. Okay. So Larry said, well, Jesus, guy we had in Baltimore, Ken Levine, was really good, and I think he still lives in L.A. So that was the greatest, the greatest job. right? Because, yeah, I'd work in television during the week, and then on the weekends, I'd either go down to San Diego or Friday night, I'd get on a plane and meet him in Montreal or Philadelphia or wherever they were. And I did that for three years, and then CBS Radio lost the rights and so Coleman's available. Yeah, on the Coleman's weekend. available on the weekends. He's so. a great announcer. Can we agree on that? Jerry no, he Coleman? was. Oh, Jerry Coleman was, oh, did he pass was away? great. Yeah, he did. Yeah, recently? Least, no, a couple of years ago. I mean, he was right. like eighty nine. That was time like to that. go. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Let's go. Jerry, right. strike three. Jerry. Jerry, Jerry was great. <laughs> Jerry was great. Um, Who's the guy they have now? Ted Leitner. Do I like Ted? Yes, you do. Ted's okay. yeah. yeah. I used to love. I know I love Jerry Coleman and, and Mike Shannon out of St. Louis. I would like. Uh, I probably would have enjoyed you. I like a, I like a broadcaster. I like yeah, well, a- I would have fun on the radio. When I was in Seattle, it was who, who o- opening partner? night. Dave Niehaus. Oh, you were with Dave? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's my first night. It's opening night at the Kingdom. We opened with the Texas Rangers. Randy Johnson is pitching for us and everything else. So I come on to do the third inning. I do the third, the sixth, and the seventh. So I come on in the third inning, and we're down 8 nothing. Okay, so I come on and go, well, uh, guys, it's 8 nothing. Uh I mean, I'll give you the balls and strikes and everything, but uh, it's 8 nothing. I, I said, you know, I think the thing we really should discuss this inning is what was the stupidest Rocky movie? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I, t- you know, uh, fouled away, one ball, one strike. And uh, the one I came up with was the one where we learned that Burgess Meredith was Jewish. <laughs> so this is what I'm talking about. Right. You this is your first day. This is my first day because it's like, it says eight to nothing. Like, why would anyone be listening to this otherwise? Right. You know, but again, it's, you know, there's a ground ball to short, over to first, two outs. Uh, and and I'm doing the Rocky movie thing. And then the next day in the paper, uh, the headline was stupidest Rocky movie. So uh, I guess I was accepted. Yeah, I would have a I would have a great time. Uh, I I got into a thing once with Ken Griffey Jr. Um, and this was when, man, he was like 21 years old and he was unbelievable. And like I said, I used to do the third inning and. I noticed in our game notes that we had gone something like two weeks without scoring in the third inning. So I started calling it the third inning of death. Uh-huh. Okay, here we are in the third inning of death. And uh, I'm standing around the batting cage, and Junior comes up to me and goes, What are you dissing us in the third inning of death? I said, We'll score some runs, and I won't do it anymore. And he says, We're going to score seven runs tonight in the third in inning. The third inning. I said, if you score seven runs in the third inning, I'll shave my head. I said, oh, and uh, and we recorded it, you know, <laughs> with you know Ken going, you know, uh, you know we're going to score seven runs, and Ken Levine is going to shave his head. So I played that at the beginning of the third inning, and the first two guys get on base. Okay, you know they have like runners at first and second, 
And then the next guy strikes out, and the next guy hits into a double play. It's like nothing. So Junior walks out into center field, and I'm standing in the booth, and I'm, like, <laughs> shaking my hair, and, you know, and he's giving me the fist. and Yeah, so it's that kind of stuff. That's you great. Know, I would just... We would have a real good time. He was a fun player? He was a fun player. Oh, he God, always he always looked like a sourpuss to me. No, no, He enjoyed no. the game. He really enjoyed the but game. But remember, he yeah. played mostly during a time where we didn't, we only saw like him during the, if I'm living in Chicago, you saw him during the All-Star Games. Uh, exactly, yeah, not, yeah. No, I mean, you know, Patty Hearst could have played for the Mariners and no one would have known, you know. Uh, yeah, we were up there in the Pacific Northwest playing in that nuclear reactor. Right. The Kingdom and uh, terrible teams. Just terrible teams. Yeah, what, Tom Pachorek was on. Was he on one of the teams that when you? Uh, he was. He was there uh, earlier okay. than me, wimpy. But yeah, like my year, like 1992, my first year with the Mariners. Oh, that was before. We that. had Randy Johnson. We had baseball fans will know these names. Other people will zone out. Uh, Tino Martinez was at first. Edgar Martinez was at third and won the batting crown. Yep. Omar Vizquel was our shortstop. In the outfield, we had Jay Buhner, we had Kevin Mitchell, we had Ken Griffey Jr., we had Dave Valley, who was a good hitting catcher, mm-hmm. and we lost 99 games. How the hell did you and we didn't lose them 2-1 to one either. <laughs> we, we lost them 15-4. to four. But why? I mean, that line, that, pitching, that's a fantasy baseball team. Pitching. Our pitching was You had Randy, you had the just you unit. Yeah, we had the big unit who was pretty wild back then. He would have some great games, and he was pretty wild. Who was the closer? Give me the initials. Who was the closer? Uh, the closer the was. Oh, uh, you'll never get Initial. it. Initial. Give me the initials. Okay. Uh, M.S. You'll never Mike get Stanton. it. Mike Stanton. No, you got the first name right. Mike. Obviously. All right. <laughs> Mike. That was the closer. Mike. Not Mike Sweeney. Da, da, he played no, for the Royals. No. Da, 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 Damn it. I thought da, you were giving me a hint. Da, da, Mike. Da, da, Damn it. I can't pull it. Give it to me. Mike Schooler. You're right. I wouldn't have pulled. Yeah, exactly. Well, we were nobody. We were terrible. You know, we'd go on the road and, you know, we're walking through the concourse and there's always the big gift shop and they always have, you know, the caps for the Mets and the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Giants. And there's never any Mariner (laughs) merchandise. And we would always say, oh, my God, they sold out here, too. Uh I no, love that Mariners hat. That the the, initi- the, uh, the original the, hat with the, the star. Uh, well, the, when the, the early nineties, yeah, that had the there was the pitchfork, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that but, one. But yeah. it was uh, it, it was really fun. It was really fun doing that. And then when I did the Padres, we actually won the division. I actually got to do a playoff game, what which year? was so the, the Padres. That was ninety six that we got into the playoffs. That's not the Cubs and Padres. No, no, okay. no. We uh, we lost to the Cardinals. Okay, yeah, three straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but for me, it's like, oh my god, a winning team. Yeah, I, I've never been on a winning team because the Orioles stunk back then too. Yeah, right? yeah, the doing. Orioles lost ninety-five games when I was there, and Cal Ripken won the MVP that season. That's right. how good he was. But uh, we still we lost ninety-five games. Do you blame yourself? It sounds what? like you should blame yourself a little. <laughs> you know, until until the uh, Padres won the division, I did. Yeah, that yeah, makes sense. yeah. I, I did blame well, myself. We can't hire can't hire Levine, <laughs> yeah. right? Because his name's Levine, right? Uh, tell, please get tell this because I told it on the show within the last six months uh, of you and and John Miller, and I. I I'll write it down because uh, I want you to tell it. The um, uh, uh, this one word. 
Is it the hello story? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're in Chicago, and we're playing the White Sox, and the TV announcer for the White Sox was Ken Harrelson. Ken the Hawk Harrelson. And Jimmy mentions him often. <laughs> yes. And, I think and he's great. Ken, your thoughts? He's a lovely guy. Uh, oh, the Ken guy they have. The guy they have to replace him is a thousand. Oh, J- Jason. Bad. Jason Benetti. He's is phenomenal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Hawk would have all of these expressions, like "yes" and "you put it on the board. board" and all this crap. Stretch. Yeah, all this crap. So, uh, so I talked about that, and then John, I was doing the play-by-play, and then John came on and said, "Well, you know, I have a catchphrase too. Hello." I went, yeah, okay, fine. And uh, here's the pitch to Martinez, low ball one. And he goes, hello. (laughs) Okay, and uh, one ball, no strikes. Next pitch on the way, fouled away, one ball and one strike. Hello. Like, okay, twice, that's fine. (laughs) He's doing this like six, seven pitches, you know. And uh, and finally, he says to me, so, uh, hello, you, you think it'll catch on? And I said, uh, yeah, John, pretty soon people will be answering their phones that way. (laughs) Well, the engineer was hysterical. You could hear the laughter on the air. Right. And John turned off the mic and didn't speak to me for like two days. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, he was really mad because I like really upstaged him. Uh Yeah, I didn't mean to, but. uh, No, you're two guys in a booth with supposedly camaraderie. Right. right. No, and look, it, it depended. On the the day and the game, um, remember there was like one time we were in Baltimore and I was talking about how a pitcher, it was a comebacker, and I said he he really blocked that like a hockey goalie, <laughs> and then John whose chair was on wheels was like slamming into me like you know doing hockey uh-huh. kind of stuff as as I'm on the air it just you know silliness silliness yeah right. silliness the way it should be yeah yeah. We really had a good time. Tell me more why you don't like Hawk. Tell me more about that. Why, why am I the only guy in the world that likes Hawk? But you see, here's the thing about Hawk. I'm not a huge fan of the act, you know, because he's such a homer. But are, uh, you're all homers, Ken. Yeah. You're, supposed to, you're, you're, you're doing a play-by-play for that team. You're not doing CBS radio. You're doing yeah, the but, White Sox. But it's like, oh, my God, off the charts. And uh, and I hadn't seen him in a long time. And when Dave Niehaus passed away a few years ago, instead of just replacing him, they brought back some of the Mariner announcers. So for two more years, like 2011 and 12, I went back and did Mariner games. So we go back to uh, Chicago, and I'm sitting in the press dining room, and Hawk Harrelson comes in, and he sees me. And he's like, Ken, how are you? I haven't seen you in a while. How are you doing? Everything. And I felt like so guilty for not liking his act. Because <laughs> he was such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's hard. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Wimpy. Yeah. But the <laughs> guy they have replacing him, I think, is the best young announcer in baseball, Jason Benetti. I agree with you. He is. Yeah. He's funny. He's fast. He d- knows the game inside and out. And he makes pop culture references that aren't like, like when Josh Lewin first came on the uh on the scene, he was trying too hard to be like a Dennis Miller doing play-by-play, and now I think he's good. I enjoy Josh now, mm-hmm. but uh, Benetti gets these pop culture references in there, and they work. and He's and he's from the South Side of Chicago, South Suburbs. Yeah, uh, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. him. I agree with you, Ken. 
Yeah, and and he too uh, did Syracuse for a few years. Oh, is that right? Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. I like to think I discovered him. Okay, I like to think that. Yeah, it didn't happen. <laughs> uh, what uh, the title of your title of your book? Explain how that came. It's about. gone. No, wait a minute. Was was unfortunately my signature home run call in the minor leagues. Uh-huh. Okay, that I would blow him, and and the reason is, and I didn't blow him in the majors. But in the minor leagues, you know, they have all the signage in the outfield because that's how these teams make their money. And a lot of times they're double-deck billboards. And if the ball hits the first, the lower Mm -hmm. sign, then it's still in play. And if the ball hits the upper sign, it's a home run. Both signs are white. (laughs) Okay, and there's a ball flying into left field, and there's a long drive, and it just disappears. The ball just disappears. And so I'm trying to either look and see where the umpire is, and they don't have as many umpires. So, you know, you got an umpire who is like, you know, chugging in from, you know, the first base coaching box, is running down the left field line trying to find the ball. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm kind of going off the player and everything. And so, yeah, I, I blew a bunch of home run calls in, <laughs> in, in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. And then in the majors, <laughs> this, was, this was my second week. I figured I needed a home run call. I needed a signature home run call. So I came up with, ladies and gentlemen, Elvis has left the building. Love it. Okay? Uh-huh. And I did that a couple of times, and it sounded pretty good. And... Now it's the second week, and we're in Milwaukee, and uh, it's a small booth. John's sitting to my right, and it's late in the game, and a guy hits a home—it no, doesn't hit a home run. It's a long drive to deep right field, and I go, you know, yount back to the track, to the wall. Ladies and gentlemen, Elvis is off the top of the wall. <laughs> and John just like bangs on the table like, oh my God, the fuck did we hire? <laughs> and uh, so that was the end of any signature home run calls. After that, I was just so happy that when I called a home run, it was a home run. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, John Miller, who, who's the guy that does Baltimore now that basically sounds like a John Miller? Joe Angel. And, but doesn't he sound just like John Miller? He does. Okay. He does. You know, the weird thing is that Joe Angel used to be a disc jockey, and I replaced him at Cayman in San Bernardino, and then I replaced him with the Orioles. What the hell? Yeah, isn't that bizarre? Yes. Replacing the same guy twice. And, but now he's back with the Orioles? Yeah, he's back with the Orioles. Well, he's good, too. Yeah. And would you do that again if they called you tomorrow and said, hey, we want you to do uh, play by play? Oh, for- yeah, I love it. You love it? I love it, yeah. It was great fun. It was great fun. Are there uh, are there any uh, majors to... I'll do again? You uh, do no, no, I'm not uh, riding in the bus here with uh, <laughs> your engineer. No, uh, no, but yeah, I would do the majors again. Uh, any team, or would it have to be local? You don't care. Um, no, yeah, you know, any team. Uh, some would be a harder sell for my wife. Uh, you know, hey, the Texas Rangers. Uh, uh, I don't think so. Oh. But uh, no, I would. I would go anywhere. Are, and do you follow the game? Do you, you, oh yeah, you sure, love- sure, yeah. Because you ended up, if I'm not mistaken, and it took me a while to realize it was you when I would listen to it. Was it the Dodger post game? Yeah, yeah. And, and I did. The- I did Dodger talk for eight years. Yes, so. you did. Yeah. Uh, and there too, I fooled around with people and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Tell me about Ross Porter. Was he, uh, why was he, you don't have to tell me. Was he a drunk? Is that why they let no, him go? No, no, no. You Hammond? know, I 
I don't know why they let him go. I, I think, you know, new management came in and they wanted a different sound. Uh, but, you know, the thing that Ross was uh, heavily criticized for for years and years was just this data dump of statistics. Mm. That's all he filled his time with was just, you know, stats and numbers. Now everybody does it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he was ahead of the curve yeah, he's, back then. He's, yeah. he's at home watching it. Yeah. Uh, Matt, do you remember my, uh, what's my Ross Porter impression? Do you remember? I don't. I just know Mike Piazza not in the light of the night. <laughs> when he got traded to the Marlins? No, Mike Piazza not in the light of the night. <laughs> it sounds just, in my head, spot on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all, right, all right, so then you, you're, you're doing, which, again, Matt, you understand? This guy's hobby. Right. Is somebody's dream. Major league play by Major play. league play by play guy. Yeah. Somebody's working their ass off to do this. Here comes Johnny Scripps mm-hmm. taking the job away. But it was his dream, too. Oh, that's true. <laughs> he well, just, why is he allowed to have two dreams? I don't know. Hey, Not why bad. is Ryan Seacrest allowed to have every job that I don't? Yeah. Well, uh, well Chris Hardwick is going to give you a, a battle on that, too. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't disagree with that. And I don't think Har- I don't think Seacrest should have the job with the, the Kelly. I'll say it. Okay. I think you need to be a uh, – he's too robotic for that job. More personality. I think you need to – or at least be open. I mm-hmm. think you need to be somewhat open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys want to talk right. about this? No, I'm, I'm, I'm totally cool talking about it. I think that's why Regis, Regis was a, kind of an open book. I like, think that's you, why it worked. You, you and even uh, that Michael uh, Strahan. Strahan. You know who should have that job? Who? You. Chris you, Jimmy. Chris <laughs> I go, thank you, You, Ken. Jimmy. Thank you, that, Ken. That, that's what you were leading us to, wasn't it? You want daytime. You want primetime. You want night. Late night. You, don't you want all of these I'm going to speak on Jimmy's behalf and say he would take that job. <laughs> I would fill in for a second. I'd walk in and go, how are you, folks? Did you move to New York City? No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Well, just insist they do it here. Sure. Make her move. Hey, new guy nobody knows. <laughs> make, make the soap opera star and her husband move. Mm-hmm. He's very handsome. Mark Consuelos, is that his name? I don't know. Is he still on soaps? He does the soap from time to time. He's a nice uh, looking man, good actor. Uh, all right, so you're doing that. You're doing the baseball, and you're still writing. What's the last thing you are you, you Are you still doing that? You're teaching these days. Uh, I've been teaching, and I've been writing plays. Anything that uh, has gone up uh, locally? Uh, yeah. More I had, importantly, why haven't I seen I it? I had a play uh, at the Falcon Theater right here, here in Burbank, in, yeah. in Burbank uh, a couple of years ago. I had a play last fall called Going, Going, Gone, which is about four reporters in the Dodger Stadium press box that was playing at the Hudson Theater in Hollywood. I would have seen that. Why didn't I see that? Yeah. Because you didn't know me. You should have had me on last year. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, but I love baseball, and I love the theater, so, it, like, you know... I was in Bleacher Bums as a young man. There you go. I'd go see Going, Going, Gone. There you go. Um, were you also in it as a performer? No. 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 Did you direct no. it? No, I did not. No. Uh, I, I had a really good director, this guy Andy Barnacle, who was the artistic director of the Laguna Playhouse for 20 years. Mm. And, you know, I would never directed a full-length play. You know, I've directed tons of television. I've directed like 65 episodes of TV. But with that... You know, it's like, you got the clock. Okay, let's get it on its feet. Let's go. We're going to have a run through here in 22 minutes. Mm -hmm. And with a play, it's like you have a month to rehearse. And Andy would sit with the actors and go over, 
you know, the script and nuance and stuff like that. Oh, nuance? What nuance? In television? There's no nuance in television. Right. This is like, you know, here's a punchline. Yeah, say it. Do it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> do it. Stop and then say the line. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I learned an awful lot letting him him direct my play. And it's good to have somebody else with a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, he was challenging me, you know, and... Uh, it was really interesting because he would analyze the script and he would like, you know, articulate. Now, in this line here, you are defensive, but you don't really want her to know that. So you're sort of deflecting by a thing. And then, then her response is she's on to you, but she doesn't want to let you know it. And so she's in, and I'm nodding and I'm going, yeah, OK, yeah, that's the intent of that line. That's the intent of that. But. When I was writing it, I'm not thinking of any of that right. shit. <laughs> you know, it's just, okay, what would she say now? Right. Yeah. Okay, what would he do? Is there a way of doing it that's funnier? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm not thinking, yeah, so she's deflecting. <laughs> okay. And okay. Did you, you never wrote that way even in television? You no. Just, yeah, no. Cool. No. You just kind of write what you think is the truth so when they and tell how a character would react. As an actor, when they tell you, well, you got to break the scene down. What's your motivation and all that? If you're just like a guest star on a sitcom... Is that a right. waste of time then? No, no, it, it really isn't because, and that's one of the things I, I do believe my writing has improved because of my directing. Okay. Because, you know, actors are right when they ask those questions. When they go, well, why am I saying this? Mm-hmm. Well, why am I doing this? A lot of times writers will just, you know, write stuff and it's like, uh, okay, it's actor magic you yeah, know? yeah. Make they'll, this work. they'll make this work yeah. yeah and they'll go well why am i saying this what leads me to be so angry that i would say this and those are very valid questions and if you can't answer those questions then yeah then then you you got to fix it and uh yeah there are a lot of times now when i'll be writing lines and uh and i'll be thinking to myself uh, yeah, okay, he may question this, but I have the reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is why I want him to say this line. Uh, yeah, and it, it has helped considerably. Okay. It pisses me off when actors are right. Just, yeah, uh, you know, just, it just pisses sure. me off when they go, well, you know, uh, my character. I, da, 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 you know. Well, yeah, shit, he's right. <laughs> you don't want to say that to them. Right. No, you just say, well, okay, we'll look at it. Yeah, but- <laughs> we'll look at it. We'll, we'll take another look. And then yeah. you go back to the room and you go, the son of a bitch was right. right. <laughs> you know who couldn't give me those answers? Daryl Bates. <laughs> the editor. I had so many questions. In my so mind. many questions. You know that. Yeah. yeah. Roll it. Uh, why did I only have three lines, sir? That was my big question. <laughs> I had more. All right. Can we play a game out here called Sevens? Before we leave, uh, we... Uh, Where I talk up to records that are seven seconds. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, uh, we, it's a trivia game. It's basically like Pyramid. Oh, okay. And I will give you clues, and then you have to... Uh, oh, I think we got to play 70s music. Oh, 70s music would be good. Or I was thinking, is there a baseball one? Oh, I think, yeah, I think so. Oh, it'd be a yeah. baseball one. And then you're going to ask, you know, all these questions, you know, what position did Sigmund Chikuki play? And I'm going to look like an idiot. Okay, so don't do baseball then. Because <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Uh, you got a theme Third song base, here? by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, then how are you going to hit it if you well, knew I knew it? that. <laughs> how can you not remember a name like Sigmund Jakuki? I don't. All right, here we go. Theme song.
right, Ken, there is a baseball. All right. We have to explain that the song refers to Mindy Sterling, uh, actress, improviser, who's very funny but terrible at this game. She got one of the worst scores of all time. So we asked the question, are you as bad as Mindy? <laughs> That's really the, the That's part. the only. You just have to beat Mindy. You have to beat zero. That's okay. The, all right, here baseball. we go. So let's try baseball. First time in the category. All right. All right. Try it. Yeah, I don't right. even know what the question. I don't even know what it's like. If it's going to be. I've never even hard. done this with you guys, so I have well, no idea what I'm It's basically pyramid. Oh, okay. pyramid or password. Like he's going to give clues and you're trying to guess what, what he's What the word at. is. Yeah. So yeah. What the thing is. Okay. Interested to see how this is because is mm. it going to be players? Is it going to be like when the ball goes over the fence? What will it be? A little both, I bet. Let's find out together. Okay. Here we go. I'm excited. Mascots. All right, here we go. Here we go. San Diego Chicken. <laughs> Philly Fanatic. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh, he played. Uh, he had a corked bat for the Cubs. Uh, he what? He had a corked bat, and he played for the Cubs. Uh, uh, Howard Johnson? Nope. Uh, you are a play-by-play guy for them in the upper northwest. Uh, Seattle Mariners. Yes. Uh, a pitcher, uh, uh, nobody uh, makes contact with the ball. A pitcher, they call that a what? Uh, the pitcher throws a... A strikeout. The Cubs play where? Wrigley Field. Yes. Uh, there are nine. Players on the field. Uh, 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 divisions to, uh, that you can score. Nine chances to score. Oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> Edgar Martinez led the league in what? Hitting. Uh, what would that be called? Uh, damn it. You uh, the won Boston, the batting crowd. The Boston Red Sox play where? Fenway Park. Yes. Okay. Now, I will take some of the heat on that, Ken. Oh, some? <laughs> <laughs> you think it's all me? You think it's all me? He can't get Sammy Sosa? Well, Sosa was... That's, yeah, that's A corked bat? He played for the Cubs. I even I knew on, that. Ken. Yeah, right. But well, the other ones, I, I didn't... The no-hitter? Yeah, but, but, no-hitter. Well, what did you say? Wait, there's no, there's no. nine of these or something? I'm not to that oh, one yet. Okay. Wait, wait. What, what was a no-hitter? When you said when the batter swings and, and misses... Pitcher... Oh, you're right. I wasn't very good. That <laughs> point is this. Uh... Batting average is what I was looking for for uh, lead league in, in hitting. Uh, well, that's the same thing. Your condescension <laughs> is not needed here. Uh, did, did you take uh, Mindy over the coals like this, too? I take everybody over the coals. Okay. Everybody no, goes over the coals. Nothing uh, needed to be said. Uh, right. When yeah. Mindy's game ended. Okay. In fact, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> now, listen. Nine. There's nine of these in a ball game. Correct. I was with him. Players on the field. There are nine of these I in a ball innings. game. Innings. Innings. innings, you yeah, cocksuckers. But- yeah, but there are also nine players, so I'm not it's wrong. Confusing. Well, what yeah. a coincidence. There's only two of these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Birds? <laughs> Idiot. Uh, all right, you want to do 70s music? Or you, sure. you want to go out sure. on that It speaker? has to be better than. Sure. Well, what was the score on that? Nine. Nine. Just, oh, like, just, just like, like the innings. Like innings in a game. Yeah. Uh, what do you Out of what? Out of 20? Uh, well, it's you get the, you get more points the faster you get it, and it goes from 7 to 0 in seconds. So, theoretically, you could get 49, but that's impossible because you'd have to in- What's answer. the high score, 36? I think it's 34. 33. 33, and that was 80s music with Chip Pope? There was a tie, music, right? It was Chip giving to you 80s music, 33. All right. You giving to Mike Henry? Yeah. 70s music, 32. All right. So, okay. So, okay. Uh, so that was me giving to Mike Henry? Yep. Okay, I'm so destined to fail here. So that was okay. a warm up. That was a warm up. Let's call that a warm up. I'm doomed. First time in the category. Then the crazy category. Who could ever explain how many, you know, the word innings is just so elusive. <laughs> here we go. 70s music. Not outings, but. Stop it. Stop it right now. Here we go. Um, uh, and the Destroyers. He's a guitarist and a kind of a bluesy singer. This is more 80s than 70s. Yeah, I don't know uh, that. I don't think you should. Uh <laughs> A David Burns band. This, this is not these 70s. are eighties. Those, Those are the same seventies. 
You're t- was that George Thorogood? It was, but that's yeah. more 80s. Yeah, than I think yeah. It technically started in the Give 70s. Give me 60s. Right. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to suck at that. <laughs> but, all right, here, play again. Here we go. 60s. Maybe the first time in the category. This may be all right. Yeah. You know why? doesn't exist. What? Really? We start with 70s. 70s, 80s, oh, and 90s. Weird. Maybe just, well, general music is kind of new stuff. That's going to be. All right, let's do 70s music again. Let's try again. Let's try again. Hope we get early 70s. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Gloria Gaynor's big hit. Uh, Never can say goodbye. Nope. Uh, she, uh, if he, uh, there's a big disaster and you live, uh, next one. Uh, the Joker, uh, Smoker, Midnight Toker, that band. Steve Miller. Yes. Uh, Eric Clapton's big hit about uh, you put it up your nose. White powder. Uh, Layla. No, white powder up your nose. You jackass. <laughs> uh, David Gilmore, Roger Waters band. What? Roger Waters and David Gilmore's band. I don't know. Pink Floyd. Okay. Uh, Foghat's big hit. Uh, oh that, come does on! That help not at all. If you're not going fast, but you're going. Fog damn it! Hat. Next one, Marvin Gaye's big hit. Uh, he had a lot of them. Does that help um, out at all? Nope. He <laughs> had like Which a million one? of them. Mercy versus me. Next one. Through the great Don Henley. Don Henley and Glenn Frey's band. Eagles. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that was. That was awful. <laughs> That was worse than baseball, wasn't I it? I blame myself. Uh, you know what? This time, I'm not sure that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> With all due respect. Fog hat. What's Fog hat. Slow ride. Slow but when ride. you say slow ride. Eric Clapton's big song, it's white powder that goes up your nose. And you said Layla. <laughs> yeah, that's on you. That's, on that's, you. On that's where yeah. I felt like maybe that was a little yeah. on you. Yeah, <laughs> I will survive as the big hippo glory again. Steve Miller, man, we Didn't got Didn't you also have Never Could Say Goodbye? Never can say goodbye. Well, the Jackson 5 did a version of that, but I don't know who. That might not have been theirs originally. It was a Motown song know. for sure. Oh, know. shit. I just closed that. I might be right. Look it up, Garen. Who's oh, who? still there? Wait, Never Can't Say Goodbye. I want to say it's. Um, I would have said it's M- like. Melissa McGovern? Melissa <laughs> McGovern? Who's no, that? No, it's not her. I don't even know who that is. Never can say like a she, fake. That sounds like she sang. Never can say goodbye. <laughs> it sounds like you're just combining well, SNL Gaynor cast members. What I have to do is Gloria Gaynor sang it in 1974. But when did the when did the Jackson Five record it? Oh, what? So the Jackson Five. Use your microphone. I can't. Yeah, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I was. I don't you know. ever done this before? Jackson Five was 1971. Yeah. Gloria Gaynor was 74. The Communards did it in oh, yeah. 87. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Yeah, the and Isaac Hayes in 71. So who was first? By, by the way, I'm thinking of Maureen McGovern. Okay. Maureen, Maureen McGovern. There's got to be a morning after. There's got to be a morning after. How come after? that wasn't on there? I'd, yeah, I'd, be, come on. I'd be getting 52s <laughs> <laughs> if, you had, if you had her sure, on sure. there. Uh, cocaine. We didn't get that one. The yeah. white powder up your nose. Eric Clapton's big hit, of course, yeah. is Layla. <laughs> yeah. Should we do one where Ken gives to you? You want to do that, Ken, or you want to end this nightmare? Uh, <laughs> we can end this nightmare. Getting the sense he's not a huge fan of this game. <laughs> yeah, let's end it. Okay. All right. We say goodbye. Oh, I press I play again. Nope. I'm going to close it out. Ken, thank you for being here. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, what guys. Joy, this was really fun. Uh, great. And uh, the uh, you're going to get all the plugs in, but I'll mm-hmm. do it again. The, the new podcast is Hollywood and Levine. Right. You talking Hollywood stories, all that sort of thing. Uh, is the it, kind of stuff I do here. Mm-hmm. Is you know, it gossipy? Like, People like gossip. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Does your show reveal who was difficult to deal with on set? <laughs> because you certainly wouldn't tell us. Yeah, you wouldn't give us any juice. Uh, what about, uh, let me ask you a question. Was it uh, Jerry Ryan? Is that who you didn't care for? <laughs> it's Gloria Gaynor. Oh, yeah. she will survive. Notoriously difficult. <laughs> you know why? She wouldn't leave the set. You know why? Never can say goodbye. <laughs> she would stand the set. All right.
On behalf of the Pop Culture Bees, there he is. That's Garen Cockrell over there. Oh, yeah, there's the uh, the cartel heavy, he's calling himself. That's Elliot Hochberg, the honcho Matt Belknap. Uh, Emmy Award winning writer, broadcaster, podcaster now. Uh, that's Ken Levine. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. has been an Earwolf production. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Comedy Bang Bang is 500 episodes old this week, and Scott is celebrating with an all-star lineup. Find it right now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you like to download shows. Hey, everyone. It is Paul F. Tompkins, and I wanted to... Just take a moment to say congratulations to Comedy Bang Bang on 500 episodes. It's really an incredible thing. I am extremely grateful to Scott for not just having me on the show, but for starting the show in the first place. It's been a really wonderful experience to do the show, try new creative things that I'd never tried before, and make friends uh, and work with some of the most amazing people in comedy. I'm sorry I'm not being funny, but it's for real. I count the hours that I've spent in that studio with Scott and all these other amazing people as some of the happiest hours of my life. So congratulations, everybody. Scott, I'll see you at home.